Morning, a very nice to be company. Thanks to uh, young Ben. You can catch him down at the Savoy Theatre. Really nice guy. And if you missed it, then you'll have to either download it if you go to lbc.co.uk or failing that, it's back at uh, nine o'clock. Talking of back on the television, X Factor was back. Memo to Lembit Opic. The two Lithuanian girls are 19, they're not interested in politics and they can't sing. So look forward to you picking them up very shortly, mate. OK, news is next. Here it comes. Morning, team. Nice to have your company. It's four minutes past eight. What a glorious day. It is a glorious day. The funny thing is, loads of tourists in London already in Trafalgar Square trying to work out what the person is doing on the plinth up there. They sort of stand there quite bemused by it, like most of us who live in London do exactly the same. One, I think it's a bloke this morning. I don't know what they do, but they always change on the hour. So the one I saw has now gone to be replaced by somebody else. Anyway, it is nice to be company. People wandering around with cameras. It's going to be a glorious day, I hope. Yesterday was a glorious day. And I hope tomorrow's a glorious day. Do have a little bit of rain at some point during the week. But apart from that, our Saturday night was made complete. And the reason it was made complete is because the X Factor returned. And there can't be many people who don't watch it. It gets huge, huge audiences. Mainly because the trailers for it. Because I think all the stuff you're seeing was filmed at least six weeks ago. At least six weeks ago. So they've had enough chance to edit it. Beautifully put together. I mean, it, it is absolutely crafted beyond belief. If, you, if you've ever watched a programme being put together and you know how much material they end up with, and then you end up with that programme that you see and you realised how much work went into it, you would be full of admiration. Because it was just fantastic. From sort of the, the loud, you know, crescendo of all the people in there talking. And this time it's different on The X Factor. What they've done is they've decided to put some of these barmies up there on stage in front of an audience. And that way, people can boo them a lot quicker. It's no good somebody just sort of shouting obscenities at Simon and going, oh, you don't know anything. Because, of course, he does. That's why he's very successful. Louis Walsh, quite nice to see the new teeth in. And uh, Cheryl, she looked quite, you know, still a bit brain dead. But, I mean, at least she's, she looks the part. And, um, and the other one, who nobody can ever remember. I think it might be Danny Minogue. Anyway, I've got no idea. She doesn't contribute very much to the programme. And so they brought them on last night. And you can always tell if somebody's going to be absolutely useless because they seem to give them more time than the people who they put through. So, in other words, for the time they brought on the Lithuanian twins, who apparently, it says, were models, I can only assume they must be working to a different set of standards in Lithuania, in the same way that we are the cheeky girls. If you see them close up, you realise just how much makeup is troweled onto them. Anyway, along come these uh, two girls, Veda and Razista, and uh, I tried to resist her straight away, because, to be honest with you, they, uh, what do you do? Uh, we models. And I'm thinking, you are having a laugh. What do you model? I don't know what they model. Anyway, they, they obviously had made no effort, but they walked on stage anyway, nevertheless. Lembit Opic immediately turned up the volume on the television. Because actually it makes no difference whether they sing or not. And as it turned out, in their case, they didn't. They couldn't sing for Toffee. They were absolutely flat as pancakes. And I can't remember what the song was, but it was something very simple, which a child of seven could have done. So when you get somebody who's reasonably good on, it makes them look even worse. And with this programme, you know for the first four weeks, I would think, they've probably got enough material to do the whole series, but for about four weeks, you will get all the no-hopers, the brain-dead. Last night, we had uh, two girls. I mean, you know, I don't want to be rude about them. God knows. I mean, they've obviously put themselves through the mill. And some little bloke, and I think he might have been a social worker or a youth club leader. Whatever it was, you wouldn't want him anywhere near your kids. For the simple reason the man was an idiot and he was not very nice. Even Simon said, you're nasty. He was very... No you know, somebody says to him, Terry, you can't sing. 
the two girls, one of them was asked, you know, so what, what, what's your dream? Well, we want to prove that not all kids are into knife crime. I thought, well, that's great, isn't it? So uh, that's hurrah, hurrah, hurrah for you. And unfortunately, it turned out they couldn't sing for Toffee. And, they, and, and then the bloke goes at the end, that Simon Cowell knows nothing. He said, you wait, you're going to be hearing more of... And then I've forgotten their name. So we're obviously not going to be hearing more of whoever they are. And then on it came, Man Mountain, that Emma girl again, who's been on before, the one who quite, quite clearly cannot stop stuffing her fat face with food and brings on, as if to add to the embarrassment of this buffoon and her, her equally plump sister. I mean, it was ju- they waddled onto the stage, quite clearly revelling in the publicity. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. I have no time for people like this whatsoever. Absolutely no time. They contribute absolutely nothing to the programme, apart from the fact we all point and laugh because they're so stupid. And she's been evicted because the neighbours complained about her singing in the street. Well, having heard this poor soul attempting to sing, again, pitifully awful, Summer says, I don't want to see you ever again. But he, of course, allowed her to go on the programme this time round because they knew it was going to get publicity in the paper. So on comes Fatty with her fat sister, and they turn out to be just a complete waste of space. A complete and utter waste of... In fact, I don't know why they were on there. It was stupid. A few of them had been on the programme before. And uh, then we brought some little boy on. And he was actually very good. But I can't help feeling, as I was watching him, do your parents know you're gay? I was watching this and thinking, I don't know. You know, quite a nice voice. And then on it comes the creature from hell who goes, um, I'm a big fan of Cheryl. He's 16, I think, 16 or 17. And it was just it was just embarrassing from start to finish. You know, and I'm, I'm going to sing a Girls Aloud song. And, and then he does, but in a high-pitched voice. But it was so bad, it was embarrassing. And they all sat there. And, of course, as opposed to just going, I'm sorry, you can't sing within 30 seconds, they end up letting him go on and on, thus, thus adding to the excruciating agony that we were all going through. And they were making a television programme. So let them hang themselves, as far as they're concerned. So this poor creature does. And at the end, I mean, you know, Louis Walsh is laughing and uh, all the rest of them are. And yet, surprisingly, Cheryl goes, you know, for the, for the comments, because she's very Geordie. And she's quite pleased when she gets anybody from Geordie land, because normally they're out doing hubcaps at that time, the programme's on. So it's actually quite unusual to get them all in the studio, especially the whole family there. You know, it must be very quiet on the police front, I should imagine, up in these places. But they, they, they have got all these people on there, and it makes a good programme. And I watch it, and I think at the end of it, it's very good, you know. It's very good. It's very, very well done. So I enjoy that. I didn't enjoy the Duchess on the estate, because I thought, you don't want some patronising woman telling you how to run your life when she can't even run her own properly. So there's no point. That was a complete waste of time. The only good news was when she says, perhaps I should go and sit in a hole and be quiet. Aha! The pennies dropped. Finally, she said, I don't think I'll make any more programmes. Please, God, she's telling the truth. Please, God, don't make any more programmes. They're rubbish. I'll tell you what was funny, though. And I watched it only because John Warrington said you must watch this programme. And it was the Peter Andre programme. This was Peter Andre going it alone. Or, as I saw it, some desperately sad creature whose manager obviously likes being on television as much as he does, talking about, well, yesterday I had a breakdown. I thought, well, show it to us. Show it. Show us the breakdown, Peter, because otherwise this looks like a shameless publicity stunt to promote your record. That's all it seemed to me. And also to talk about how much he loves his kids. Pardon me for getting this wrong, but I thought that's what parents were supposed to do. I thought they were supposed to love their kids. He makes a big issue out of it. I mean, it really, it just went on and on. 90 mind-numbing minutes in dreary Peter Andre's life. It couldn't have got much worse. We saw him standing in Ikea with his sunglasses on in the loading bay. 
Make of that what you will. Make of that what you will. All terribly sad. He sobbed there. Nobody knows why I left Katie. If they knew, they'd understand why I'm so upset. Well, spill the beans or shut it. Don't go on about it. You're coming over like some whinger. Dreadful. Other thoughts, though. Not sure about filming the kids in the middle of such a messy public divorce. Because they've used them. Both of them have used the children. Shamelessly. I mean, it is absolutely just awful, I'm afraid. And even, uh, you know, less sure about those sad snapshots of a desperate career flying to some Bollywood award bash being interviewed by Chris Moyles, which was just pitifully awful. I mean, why do these people have to have a studio full of other people who contribute nothing? Neither funny nor interesting. Anyway, and then, of course, he fell over on T4 on the beach. I'm a klutz, sighed Pete. Absolutely spot on there, I'm afraid. It was an awful... Pro- of course, the, the thing was, it was Princess's birthday. And so what does he do? You know, obviously in direct retaliation to Jordan, he hires not one but two bouncy castles. Now, to watch these poor kids throwing themselves around on these giant inflatables can only make them think more of Mother at Home which the, with the cage fighter, who is pictured on the front of some of the papers this morning. So, all in all, Pete, you did yourself no favours. I am getting a bit bored, much as I love his agent. I don't want to see her on the television all the time. You, have to, you obviously have to wrap this poor boy in cotton wool. Because he, he quite clearly can't get through life. He's a complete dipstick, I'm afraid. However, of course, Jordan, because I picked up OK magazine, I thought, oh, Jordan's got married again. And I thought, here she is, completely overmade up on the front page. Jordan and Alex at the most outrageous wedding of the year. I thought, lovely, Jordan goes up the aisle again. Unfortunately, uh, this is Phil and his uh, boyfriend, Gary, Gary Cockerell. Gary Cockerell is uh, Jordan's makeup artist, or as we call her, a builder who trowels it on. And here she is. Just just pushing them to one side. Strange enough, it was their renewal of wedding vows. Or as my bank manager said, who are they? I said, well, they're Jordan's friends. Ah, that's why they made the front cover. Yes, possibly. Possibly. And um, strange enough, you get Phil Turner on the front wearing what I can only assume northern people wear when they go to weddings because it don't look like southern to me. And then, But Gary was nowhere to be seen. Overshadowed by the cage fighter. As I say, I can't wait for that one to finish, Jordan. And, uh, and poor old Michelle Heaton wearing somebody else's hair again. And so they had uh, tearful vows. Unfortunately, it was down my neck of the woods. If I'd known, I could have gone round there and thrown things. Because yesterday, Jordan was out in Brighton. Some friends of mine were sitting at a restaurant and she went into a shot opposite with the, the obligatory camera crew and all the rest of it. And they wanted to throw things at her. And so the waiter very quickly cleared the table, because apparently this is quite normal down in Brighton. People have started wanting to throw things. And then it turns out Jordan's in one of the Sundays today in a, a kebab shop, and, uh, and some woman held up a, a card saying something rude about her. And they had to get Jordan out very quickly, because she's not very tough, actually. She's, uh, but this, this poor wedding of poor, poor Gary and Phil, and uh, as I say, a little bit difficult to tell whether or not Gary is wearing more makeup than Jordan. But he doesn't feature on the front cover, but he does feature inside. And to all intents and purposes, I'm so glad it was the NAF selection there. When you look at the lineup of people that they had, it was pitifully awful. I mean, they don't seem to have many friends around. They seem to have sort of showbiz friends. You know, Melinda Messenger. Oh, God. Something called Lizzie Cundy. I've got no idea who it is. But I tell you, it looks as peculiar as Amanda Holden did on Alan Carr's show the other night. She must have had whatever they call something filler in your cheeks, because she looked as though she was drooping on one side of her mouth. And I thought, she looks as though she's going to dribble any minute, like that. And there was something wasn't right. And every time the camera caught her, you see, very clever on the X Factor or the other, because it's straight on camera shots. 
And because she's wearing so much makeup and they've straightened her hair, which must take forever because she's got really appalling hair. And on this, on the Alan Carl show, there was no such thing like that. The makeup was really bad. I mean, she's really got bad skin. The hair looked dry as heck. And she's got this droopy bit on one side. And I felt a bit sorry for her. I thought, you're not looking... And also, you know, she's got a foul mouth on her. I didn't realise just how potty the mouth was until I saw it on the Alan Carr show. So I'm just laughing at this picture of uh, Phil and Gary again. Phil wearing a... Sorry, Gary wearing a white suit, looking like some reject from the 30s with so much makeup plastered on. And he only has the one expression. That's with his mouth wide open. Ah, oh, such a sweet couple of boys. 16 minutes past eight. With the travel, Emma Sweeney. Thank you very much, Steve. Well, good news for Southwark Bridge, the temporary traffic... Actually, every time I think of the X Factor, I smile because there were so many, th- so many just funny bits on there. Like, there was a couple of uh, sort of semi-pretty blonde boys and Louis Walsh's eyes lit up because he obviously saw that they had talent in the making. Uh, and then there was a couple of Irish boys who, frankly, were rubbish. I mean, they really... They, they, they were twins, but somebody should have told one of them who could have told the other one, I'm afraid you've got no talent whatsoever. And I think it was the blonde boys, the little... The other little sort of twinky kind of things that their grandmother was shouting obscenities at the screen. I'm thinking, oh, God, foul-mouthed family again, I'm afraid. A bit Amanda Holden, as we call it in the business. Uh, Stuart says, I did enjoy In Conversation. You sounded like old father time dispensing sage advice, and you were so, so right. I'm never wrong. Never wrong. Been in the business that long, I can tell you exactly where they all make big mistakes. Like, you know, when you see poor, poor, poor Phil and his, his boyfriend, and you think to yourself, nobody knows who you are, nobody cares. Stop inflicting yourself on us. Go away, dig a little hole, pull it over the top of you and stick a headstone at the end, and we'll all be very, very happy. Uh, I thought you'd been a bit quiet, Dan. A fortnight off work and having a lie-in. Well, 7am, thank you, Grace and Miley. Hope you're well. I am actually very well. I thought you'd not been around for a bit. Look at heavens above. It must be either holiday time, in which case it's quite nice to stay in bed. I'm going to take a week's holiday. That's a shock. <laughs> My programme controller falls out of bed with a clunk. Steve Allen, holiday? Yes. I'm going to take some holiday. Just, just, just a week, just to, just to recharge the battery. Can you imagine what it's going to be like? A week off, saving up so much stuff that you watch on the television. I'm not actually sure that I can do it. Uh, which country won the Euro Millions rollover? No, it wasn't the Euro Millions rollover. It was the Italian lottery. I think. I think. Uh, another one here. Uh, another one here that says Lotto rollover this Wednesday. Is it? To be honest with you, I, j- I just wait till the checks arrive in. I think it's, it's good. Uh, you are so cruel calling the contestants creatures, but you're so funny. Cruel but honest. I'm absolutely honest. Steve, either you are paid extra or you have a crush on Simon to advertise a bunch of non-entities. Uh, I'm paid extra. Okay, I'd like to mention that now. You know, I don't want you getting jealous. I don't want you getting jealous because I, I paid a lot of money. Uh, Steve, did you three th- see the three girls who were rubbish? And when they were told so one of them could sing solo, I shall have to listen to you next week online as I'm in Spain. I will introduce the Spanish to you. Don't worry. The Spanish are well aware of me. I did not see the Benefits Busters documentary. I thought it was a spoof, says Lisa, when I started watching it. No, it's quite true. I saw the trails. I just didn't, didn't actually watch the programme. Linda says, I see from the paper sales of Christmas goods, from the paper sales of Christmas goods have increased by 40% this week. All you're doing. Oh, I can't stay away from Christmas. It's getting really quite embarrassing. At the mo- I wish Christmas was tomorrow. So much easier. Oh, a word of warning. A word of warning, if you're going to France or if you're going to Italy on holiday, okay? Now, I know many of you will go there because they're seen as not particularly expensive places. And the thing in Italy is, and probably in France to a certain extent, but I think more in Italy, fake designer goods. And when I say fake, I mean everything from sunglasses 
to watches, to jo- jackets, clothes, to handbags for the women, all sorts of things. Fake. The customs in both Italy, and I'm sure Simon Calder will talk about this uh, later on this afternoon, in Italy and in France, and I think they're going to introduce it as well, will stop you if you've got counterfeit goods on you. You might be walking along, ladies, with a, a Chanel bag, which you know is moody, and you've bought it. What they will find, apart from the fact they will confiscate it from you, so be warned whether you've taken it out or taken it back in. They don't care. They're going to take it from you. So if you arrive in Italy and you're going through customs and they see you've got a fake Chanel bag, they will take it and they will fine you. The fine is going to be three times the cost of the bag in its genuine form. So if that bag costs £2,500 in the shops and you pay 25 quid for it down North Weald Market, I'm telling you, they will fine you three times the original cost of the Chanel bags. If, th- if that bag was, say, 2500 they will fine you £7,500. They're not, they're not messing around with this. They've decided not only do they want to stop people buying designer goods, but they're going to confiscate them off you. So they're going to hit you where it hurts. So be warned, if you've picked up a bag that you think is £20,000 originally, because you know that Victoria Beckham's got one of these £20,000 Hermes bags or something. I mean, our bag can cost 20000 I don't know, I've looked at Jordan a few times. She looks like a bag who's worth about 20 grand. And if you get caught going through, because they spot them, because, they're, you know, they're not difficult to spot some of these fakes. Some of them are quite good, but many of them can be spotted. And we're talking about kids' shirts and everything. And that bag is taken off you, and it was originally 20000 They can fine you £60,000. Now, you might go, oh, no, they won't. Oh, yes, they will. In Italy, they'll have no hesitation. They're going to fine up to £260,000. That will be the maximum fine. They're going to get you one way or the other. So if you bought something in Bermondsey Market or North Wheel, wherever it happens to be, and it's not right, and it can be anything from trainers, don't think it's just, you know, if the kids are wearing Adidas shirts or football shirts that they know are fake, they'll have them off and you'll be fined. So just be warned, because lots of parents buy lots of stuff in market, so be very, very careful, very careful. So I'll warn you that now, just in case. Just in case. Uh, Weeko says, actually, your, your second choice will be the one. Your second choice. Did you, anybody hear the last Widdy show? You know, she's, I can't believe she did two weeks here. I can, it, two weeks whizzed by like, like that. It was phenomenal. And the good news is that Dennis Norden is absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. There was a report in the paper the other day which said that he was in hospital and his wife was at his bedside. No, he went in there just for some checks and they've given him a clean bill of health. So Dennis Norden is 100%. I can tell you as well that he's uh, appearing. Now, where is he appearing, actually? I've got a, I got a, a thing the other day that tells me exactly where he is. Bear with me one second. One second. Oh, hang on. I know it's one of these. One of my bits of paper, which I print off before the programme as I'm sort of going through everything. And Oh, we did find out the other week where that, uh, that couple were who celebrated their 32nd wedding anniversary, Martin and Rosemary Reynolds, and they're in Urmston in South Manchester near Man United Football Ground and the Trafford Centre. So Martin and Rosemary, I've got a lot of listeners up in Manchester. Um, the, I'll tell you about the London Taxi Drivers Fund in a moment. Let me find this Dennis Norden thing. Oh, that's right, he's doing an audience with at the Palace Theatre in Watford, and that's on the 10th of September. I mean, you should really go see him. You should really go see him. He's very, very, very entertaining. He's got a wealth of stories. So his uh, audience with show is uh, is the 10th of September at the Palace Theatre in Watford. Why not go along? Why not go around? Has anybody seen this advert on the television where it's two 
Are they gophers that sit up? They look a little bit like meerkats. And one's going, Alan! 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 And then all of a sudden it shouts and... Uh, well, we're trying to get them to make it shout Steve afterwards. Because it goes, Alan! 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 And they've got it synced in with its, its mouth movement. And then it says something, it's like... No, it's, it's, it's not Alan, it's Brian. Brian! Brian! And it's ever so, I know it sounds stupid, but it's the funniest thing I've ever seen on telly. I've got no idea what it's advertising. It's very, very good. It's very, very good, and it's very, very funny. Much I got excited the other day. I bought a new thing to clean the plates with. I bought a new squeegee thing. I got excited over it. How odd am I? It's not normal. And my baskets, whoa, overflowing at this time of year. My, my tomato basket must have a good hundred tomatoes on it. Hundred and my strawberry baskets are so full. My next door neighbour David is going to start taking them off there because I said I can't eat that many strawberries. I can't. Please, could you and Alan Dodge and sing? Says any when the boat comes in. Every time Cheryl Cole is on the X Factor, that's the song that I sing. When the boat comes in, you will have a fishy on a little dishy. Remember that one? I, I do like it actually. <laughs> and uh, Ricky from the north says not everybody from the north. Is a thief. Oh, God, your spelling's appalling, isn't it? You really must learn how to spell. Perhaps illiterate will be better for people up north. What do you reckon, eh? <laughs> but, of course, you're listening to us. And you know why? Because you love a bit of entertainment. But north is N-O-R-T-H. And thief is T-I before E except after C, OK? So it's better, actually, if you learn how to spell now. Because when you go and you have to sign your name on the, uh, on the charge form, it's be- better you know how to do it, I always think. <laughs> 84850 uk. What a joke, says Blanche The Italian market started the fake market 60 years ago What an absolute slur Of course they didn't The Chinese make it Dear me, what a dreadful thing to say What a dreadful thing to say They don't, Italians are very good In fact they seem, I'll tell you what You'll always spot Italians because they're the best dressers They are the best dressers in the whole wide world You can always spot the Brits abroad We can't dress for love nor money we're really... We, oh, and every other country, people dread... Not, not when the Brits go abroad. We're really bad. It's called A Walk on the Wild Side, Max says. That the, the BBC comedy. Is that... Alan! Alan! Sorry. It just makes me laugh because it, I can see it now. And then I can't remember what the other bit is. <laughs> oh, dear. And John says, I've decided not to watch X Factor this year because I can't stand Cheryl Chav, Danny Who, or Louise Walsh. I know, but it is such a good programme. I mean, it, it is a good programme. There's no two ways about it. Beautifully put together. Very, very nice. I, I absolutely love it. I love the conversation from the call centre. The customer says, I've been ringing 0800 2100 for two days and I can't get through to inquiries. Can you help? The operator says, where'd you get the number from, sir? Customer, it was on the door to the travel centre. And the operator goes, excuse me, sir, that's our opening hours. 0800 to 2100 hours. <laughs> Another one here was a caller to Samsung Electronics. Can you give me the telephone number for Jack? I'm sorry, sir, I don't understand who you're talking about. On page one, section five of the user guide, it clearly states I need to unplug the fax machine from the AC wall socket and telephone Jack before cleaning. Now, can you give me for the number for Jack? Operator says, I think you mean the telephone point on the wall. These are wonderful. I've seen these before, actually, Ivor. It's, they're very good. You can't believe they're genuine, can you? But they're, they're equally... I, well, I'll tell you what's good. I did my... I, I bought online the other day my tax disc for the car. My God, they're making it diff- difficult for illegal minicab drivers and northerners to actually drive around with no, no insurance. Because when you phone up, and I tried doing it online, and I, it didn't work online, so I then go back and I do it 
where I do it on the telephone, and you push in all the keypad. Just takes forever doing numbers. And they say, are you aware that, you know, if you tell a lie about this? Because they can tell if you've got insurance or MOT. So when they go through, we will now check that. Dun, 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 dun. It's all electronic. Yes, we can confirm. Uh, is, is the card you're using yours? If not, push, push one or push two. And literally, I did that on... When did I do that? Thursday for the car tax. And blow me down yesterday, the car tax disc arrives. Really, really quick. £190. For doing what? For driving on the road. 190 quid. Some cars were a bit more than that, I realised. But £190, I thought, phew. And then I got phoned up by, uh, by my bank and the car that they issued to say uh, that they're just doing a security check and checking all the things that I bought of mine. And one of them was for the uh, RAC. They said, RAC, 180-something pounds. And I went, God, what on earth was that for? And that turns out that was the membership. And yet, did you know, I've told you this before, you've probably forgotten, that when you take out RAC membership, you think that entitles you to call them out as often as you like. No, 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 no. No. On the cheaper membership, you might only get two call-outs a year. A year. I've got the most expensive one, and I think I can only call them out five times. They don't tell you that, though. I thought when you bought membership of the RAC and something went wrong, they come out every time. No, they don't. Bit pointless, really, isn't it? But I joined again, because it's quite handy if it's raining and the uh, and the tyre needs doing or something like that. But, I mean, just just absolutely ridiculous. So uh, do check on the, uh, on the one that you're buying. LBC 97.3 Morning, every Glorious Sunday. Glory, good day today for a barbecue. And apparently, I got it wrong on that advert. The, the gopher does call out, Alan, Alan, Alan. And then later, Steve, Steve. See, what we need to do is get them to reverse it. So we, we think it's uh, for uh, the BBC programme. It's a wildlife thing. Walk on the wild side. Walk on the wild. You have to, you have to watch it because it's so funny. But what we'd quite like, I mean, I, I don't want to sort of push the BBC, but if you don't do it, I'm going to withhold my licence fee money. Can you get the gophers to start off with Steve, 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 and then Alan, Alan? You know, that way it sounds a bit better. OK? It is actually very good. We're not actually plugging BBC stuff. We're plugging the advert. The advert is very funny. It's one of those very clever ones. And uh, Steve, I've just treated myself, says Jeannie, to a new cleaner, a wet filter cleaner. No dust bags, just cleans through water. Oh. I think I might have seen this advertised on the television. I do watch a lot of these programmes because you know me. I'm quite good at, uh, at sussing out the gadgets that you've got to have. Tom in Swanscombe. Happy birthday for yesterday. 70. Good grief. 70. 70. Well, at least you know how old you are. Poor old Bryn didn't have the faintest idea. <laughs> Not a clue. Looking forward to hearing your conversation with Ben, says Paul. I was lucky enough to get to know him when he stayed at the hotel I worked at in Manchester. I remember when everything went sour for him. A very genuine, nice guy. Actually, he was very, very nice. Very, very nice person. You do meet a load in this bit. We did um, Brian Capron the other day. We've got Vince Hill still to come. Brian Capron, because you know he was Richard Hillman. Charming. Charming. Can't tell you any more, but charming. Really nice. Uh, Steve. Talking of your high number of listeners in Manchester reminded me of a question I've always wanted to ask. How do you gather audience figures for these listening outside London? We don't. Doesn't feature in our, in our figures at all. Our f audience figures are based on our TX area. And I'm afraid uh, Manchester and all these other... It doesn't feature at all. Really doesn't feature. I mean, it'd be fantastic if it did, but it, it doesn't because we're not a national radio station. We're a station you can in, in London. We're London-based because we're right in the middle of Leicester Square. And have been, because we were the very first commercial radio station. But what we, uh, we don't have 
is uh, is is audience gathering uh, research figures for outside of the London area because we'd probably be quite surprised, but we don't. However, David says I bought myself a laptop solely for the purpose of listening to LBC when I go to Grand Canary in a few months' time. Oh, you're not going to Grand Canary, are you? Oh God. Oh dear. A lot of people, some friends of mine came back from there a short while ago. Well, in fact, actually. It was uh, Reiner and uh, other half who, who who came back and said it was not up to it, I'm afraid. It's it's losing its big time over there. Uh, morning to everybody from Taba in Egypt, from Daryl, Laura, Scarlett and Lily Anna. 38 degrees they've got. Double it and add 30. So 38, 76. Oh, my God, 106 degrees already. 106 degrees. Taking out the canoes on the lagoon today. Snorkelling. Uh, sorry, Scarlet is snorkelling like a fish and Liliana's jumping into the pool like an Olympic diver. Kids are having a ball. Mum and Dad listening to LBC. Feet up. Nice cup of tea or coffee. Sunday papers. Sounds quite nice, actually. So I'm glad you're having a nice time over there. The Rose family. They don't like to miss anything that's going on in London, you know. As we will tell you in a moment, because I, I can do the Sunday papers as, as fast as you can. You should rotate your membership of the roadside services. AA one year, RAC the next. Each year, as you will join as a new member, which gives you full membership with all the options for around half the normal renewal price. I should do that, actually, shouldn't I? I should do that. That's how you get round to doing it. Steve! Steve! <laughs> Just makes me... If you'd seen it, it's very funny. Uh, and Jackie says, it must be our ages, because I love that advert too. 50s. You cheeky so-and-so. Ah, 50. 28, hello? 28... Steve, the advert you're talking about is the funniest one I've seen for a while. I think it's the BT. No, it's not. Brian says, why not take over the Twickenham Woolies and turn it into a Christmas shop? You're joking. The shoplifting around there, I'd lose half the stock overnight. People travel in from Hounslow to do shopping at the charity shops. They're really, it's most peculiar. Um, 84850, steve at Um <laughs> Sharon says it's very, very funny. Uh, the meerkat says, Alan, 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 then, Dave, 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 I know. And when I do it, it's even funnier. I'm just hoping we can, we can persuade them to do something uh, different. Uh, Francis, say, just got the renewal, 190 joint. We got the same cover with the RAC for £38 worth of Tesco vouchers. All right. Um, fellow says, since the majority of those purchasing count, uh, counterfeit goods are unemployed council house tenants, how will they pay the fines? It's a dreadful indication of who's buying the... All sorts of people buy fake stuff. Let's face it. Let's face it. If, you, if, you've, if you've got loads of money, just supposing somebody very, very rich... If you saw Elizabeth Taylor and she was wearing lots of jewellery, you wouldn't think for an instant, would you, that it would be fake. You would think it would be the genuine thing. And that's, that's why a lot of people do wear fake stuff. Steve, why are you picking on Northerners? I thought your parents hailed from there. Don't be so insulting. Of course they don't. East End, mate. East End we are. Wanstead, Gants Hill, Ilford, Romford. Where all my... My manor. All this rubbish about... No, we've lived up north. I mean, admittedly, we had to put double locks on the door, but there you go. Um, Steve, if it's raining, why don't you use your flashing umbrella instead of calling the RAC? Well, because I'm rich, and uh, we have to call the RAC. You don't think I seriously... I mean, I employ people to stand there holding umbrellas. I'm not very good. Walk on the wild side is the trailer. Animals do shout, Alan, 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 Steve, Steve, Steve. Fans, obviously. I think that's... It was, it's just so funny, it just makes me laugh. Every time I see it, it just really, really makes me laugh. I absolutely love it. Christmas lights have gone on, says Noreen. And uh, they've switched them on in Rochdale already, but it's not for Christmas, it's for Eid. 
Although, to be honest with you, I didn't think Eid had holly berries and Noel and stuff like that. Unless it's all changed. Oh, new series of Come Dine With Me next week. New series of Come Dine With Me on Channel 4. Very, very good. And, um, for the first time, watch The X Factor, says Noreen. Like the Geordie lad. I can't believe that's the first time that you ever have watched The, uh, the X Factor. It's, it's very addictive. By the end of it, you'll, you'll, be, uh, you'll be threatening murder on the television. In fact, the moment I actually picked up the Sunday Mirror this morning and the News of the World and a few other papers, I suddenly realised, here we go into Doolally Land. Compulsive liar, Kerry Katona, is on the front of the Sunday Mirror. I took cocaine because I was down, but I vow I won't touch it again. Sorry, love. I'm not buying into it at all. Don't believe a word you say. The reason, she says, uh, she says I want to show my kids a better way. Well, we, we gather, if we believe the papers last week, you were doing it while they were in the house. You know why, why she's doing this? Because if Brian goes to court, he might get custody of the kid. The, the courts are going to go, I'm sorry, a cocaine addict doing it, drugs with it. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not having that at all. And that's why she's done this. She's also said to the news world, I'll die young. Well, it's your choice, isn't it, love? You know, we, we, you've had so many opportunities. Even the columnists are saying today, we've heard it all before. Every single time we've heard it before. Oh, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. It's lies, lies, and then there's Kerry Katona. I must get help to ensure I never take drugs again. You've had help. You've been in rehab. We've given you the liposuction. She says, I did it in a moment of weakness. Don't treat us as idiots. Mum gave me speed at 40. Listen, we're not interested in what your mum gave you. You're old enough, you're 28, for Christ's sake. Try growing up and stop being so stupid and pretending that you're going to, you know, I'm not going to do this ever again, I'm not going to do that, I'm going to be a good girl. Not interested. Not interested. She says, I, I didn't want to do a line, it was so stupid. Trouble just seems to be attracted to me. No, it isn't. Stop making excuses, it's you. You're the one doing it. No such thing as trouble is attracted to me. That was cocaine. You, you know, if the papers are to be believed, you shoved it up your nose. Nobody made you do it. There was nobody else there. You did it. You said, oh, a green mug. It's nice, isn't it? Alan! Alan! I might do that for the rest of the day just to annoy everybody, I've decided. <laughs> Very funny. So you've got pages and pages on Kerry Katona, who presumably would have earned money for this. She says, my future is pretty uncertain. I couldn't give a stuff about your future. I'm sick to death of people in this country who worked hard to bring families up, bring kids up, go out to work, work very hard, and don't shove half a tonne of Colombian stuff up their nose so they can get through life. Pathetic. Pathetic, I'm afraid. However, the X Factor favourite... Uh, Daniel Johnson, spelt D-A-N-Y-L, another one of those stupid spellings, has revealed that he's bisexual. So that didn't take... Mind you, these were done weeks ago, these things. He didn't tell his mummy was going on the show, very wise. It was very good, but I noticed when it came to his playback, his playback was a very good recording. That was the uh, little help from my friends. And it was a particularly good backing track. Very good backing track. Most of it was the backing track, a little bit of him. And then uh, Stacey Solomon, another single mother, uh, who seemed to do all right. Nice little boy and all the rest of it. Don't get too excited, Stacey. I'll just warn you now, because nobody ever tells you on these programmes, that if it all goes belly up, you're going to be sort of just that girl who was from Dagenham, I'm afraid. Don't ever think that you're going to see the winner emerge this early in the competition. What you're seeing is the initial publicity and the publicity is completely different from the person who will ever win. You, you know, go back to all the other winners. They've never, ever been people that you've seen at the very beginning. I don't like the idea that that West Ham footballer Callum Davenport was in hospital after a knife attack on him and his mother. Uh, he had, they stabbed him in both his legs. Now, it makes you wonder if they knew he was a footballer. If they did, then he was quite clearly targeted. And that's the kind of thing. I mean, at the moment, he's been stabbed in a, a main archery on his thigh... And uh, they've said it's serious, 
but uh, he's he's hanging on at the moment. It's absolutely dreadful, isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't mind, but it's not a it's not a flash neighbourhood or anything like that. It really isn't flash, I'm afraid. Uh, interesting, says Richard. What you were saying about the RAC and their call-out limits. Since October last year, I've been having trouble with my car. Backwards and forwards to the garage trying to cure an electrical fault that was always causing it to break down at the most inconvenient time. Anyway, as a result, I obviously had to call out the RAC to get me back to the garage. I, too, was surprised that after the fourth call-out, I received a letter to say I'm entitled to just one more call-out before they start charging me. I called them about this, saying that the call-outs were unavoidable. But the answer I got was that it was to stop drivers using them as a free repair service. So to all potential RAC members, probably AA as well, I should imagine, be careful, as they don't tell you about that and it isn't in the documentation. To cut a long story short, I've sold the car and bought a new one with free AA membership. So there you go. But I didn't know that. Because I, I misguidedly thought that if you bought an RAC membership, and they, they don't say you can only have five call-outs. And that's, the, uh, and that's the thing you're worried, because a lot of people would go, oh, so, uh, the car's not working, you come around and do it, and they come around and repair it. No, their, their job is to get you to where you're going. Now, I haven't called them out at all so far on this new membership, so I've got five to go, I'm assuming. So we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But if, if you've experienced this, do let us know. Because perhaps if, if they up the fees a bit and say, well, listen, you know, if you go to our premium membership, you can have this, that and the other. We'll have to wait and see. All right, it's uh, quarter to nine. With the travel, Emma Sweeney. Thank you very much, Steve. Well, good news for the A40 through Hammersmith. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. 12 minutes to nine. It's nice to be company. Don't forget, a little bit later on, Darren's here. So start thinking of your computer questions. And if you send them in now... Then at least you stand a better chance. Don't start sending them in once that part of the programme has started because we never get around to them. We get hundreds of these and we just can't get around to everybody. So do them now while you're thinking about it. So you've got a problem with your computer. We've seen a bit of kit that you've found. I tell you what I love at the moment. I bought this thing a while ago and it's lovely. And what it is, it projects stars onto your ceiling or wall or whatever it is. And I thought it was fantastic because they move. It's it's a light source, and it came. This one came from. Where did it come from? I think it came from the science museum. It wasn't cheap. It's about one hundred and twenty pounds, but it's just lovely. And you can have it, I suppose, projected onto your white ceiling or in a kid's bedroom or something like that. And it just projects these little pinpoints of green light, like little laser beams, hundreds of them. And some of them move, and some go quite fast. And then through it all, it's like a blue Milky Way which you can turn on and on. It's very clever. I quite like it. Tony says, dear me, the penny's only just dropped. Yes, yes, yes. Alan, Alan! He said you could do it with Alan Dodgen. I think we might have to do that. We might have to get him to do that. He says, I think LBC could advertise all the gang this way and you'd all get worldwide attention. I'm all in favour of that, I think. Jacqueline, thank you so much for making my mornings. Listening to you from Qatar. Average temperature, 44 degrees. Oh, that is just awful. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do 44 degrees. I'm, I struggle sometimes in this. I mean, I brought a jacket in with me today, but to be honest with you, I think if I sort of get my arms out and sort of... You know, a bit of I mean, Johnny is sort of permanently... He looks like he's been dipped. But there again, he does sunbed. And, uh, yes, you do so. You do so, because you're Essex. You do... Oh, you listen, that's not a natural tan... I've got a garden. You haven't. You've got a window box. He hasn't got a garden. He's got a window box. He lies sideways on the window box. <laughs> some people tan normally. You know, some people tan very easily. I was in Costco yesterday, and they had this... Uh, is it Piz Bruin or P Bruin or something? Whatever it is. It sounds quite posh. And, and it was a spray tan, but you can dial up the colour you fancy. 
Do you know, I nearly bought some, and then I thought, no, fake tan, I'm going to look stupid, aren't I? I'm going to look like somebody from Essex who's about to start modelling for, you know, for the sun or something like that. So I, I, I didn't buy it. But the white sunglasses... Now, I bet you've got some, have you? Have you got what? Oh, you haven't, have you? Tell me you've not got whites. Please tell me you've not. You've got whites on. You haven't. Oh, dear Lord. You, you really? Oh, God. Who makes them? Are they, are they, are they just made for girlies and boys have started wearing them? Got them at the pound shop. <laughs> oh, dear. Angela says, do you have a remedy for a hangover? No. Not after last week's programme. <laughs> if you remember, I'd been out rather naively... And Alec and Hillary, as per usual at the Barmy Arms, there's no such thing as let's just have one drink. And I thought I was fine until I got home and started eating. Well, I thought it was cooked pizza. But it turned out the cheese had melted, but the underside of it hadn't been done at all. Do you know, I woke up this morning. I must have eaten something yesterday, and I don't know what it was, because I had some fish. And what else did I have? I had something else. And I woke up, you know when you wake up in the early hours of the morning and you think, I don't feel very well. And so you, you do everything, don't you? I mean, I, I generally do everything very slowly if I think I'm not very well. And it very rarely happens. So uh, I, I did open the front door and I'm standing there in my pants and sort of, not an attractive look, but when, when you don't feel very well, I'm thinking, oh, no, please, blood water. And it just takes for ages, doesn't it? And all of a sudden you get a little gurgle in your stomach. Think, oh, no, this is not looking promising. So then immediately the first thing I do is go and get cold water from the fridge. So I'm standing in the bathroom. And years ago, you know when you were little... Your mum used to, you go, Mum, 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 Mum. And, uh, and she goes, what? Oh, I'm a little sick. So she immediately goes and fills up the washing up bowl with some Dettol, which, of course, is absolutely the thing guaranteed to make you sick because it smells so revolting. So she puts the bowl down. And, oh, I'm going to be sick. She goes, look, just in the bowl. And then she goes off to bed. Mum! And you have to go through it. So I haven't changed. I'm still doing it now. She died years ago, and I'm still doing it. Because I hate being sick, so I'm standing in the bathroom. And then I think, I'll take my mind off it. As my stomach's gurgling, I'm thinking, oh, no, please not. So I start reading OK magazine. Well, that kind of makes it worse. <laughs> I get worse and worse on this. So, uh, so I then sort of get through that. And then I have some more water, and I think, oh, here we go. And, and I'm, I wasn't actually sick. I was, I was, I was quite good. I'd, obviously, something I'd eaten hadn't worked. I have a feeling it could have been the fish. Because, you know, if you've if, if you had some fish that's a bit dodgy. And this was on its sell-by day yesterday. But it, but it was, I mean, it was from Marks and Spencer's. And I put it in there and all the rest of it. But, I mean, it might have, it could have been anything. But that was about the only thing I ate yesterday. And uh, the more you think about it, the worse it gets. So, in fact, I didn't actually get to bed till about two o'clock this morning. So when the alarm goes off, I thought, oh, I've just gone to sleep. I've only just closed my eyes. I was quite happy, actually, after that. I'm happy little... I wouldn't wear white sunglasses. I definitely wouldn't wear... So, I have no... So, anyway, so last week, when I go out, I have a few drinks with Alec and Hillary, and it just kind of... By the time I... It was, it was only about half past nine, ten o'clock when I got in, and uh, and a, a dreadful Sunday. I mean, every, it's the first time I've started the programme thinking, I'm really not with this this morning, and that never happens. Never, ever happens with me at all. So uh, so I omitted going down there yesterday. I thought, I'm not falling for that one again. So in answer to your question, Angela, do I have a hangover, do I have a cure for hangovers? The answer is no. Somebody always says the hair of the dog, but to be quite honest with you, it sounds horrible. Julietta, could you please send love and very best wishes to my long-time friend and workmate, Leslie, who is marrying Phil 
at St Mary's Church in Isleworth today at 1pm. She's an ex-Hounslow, well, Isleworth girl, and a long-time listener, and will probably be listening as she gets ready this morning. And Juliet says, see you later, Leslie. So, Leslie, we don't know your surname, but she's marrying Phil in Isleworth at St Mary's Church. Let me try and think where St Mary's Church in Isleworth... Where is St Mary's Church in Isleworth? I'm trying to think where that is, actually. I know Isleworth... Is it near... Wait a I'm going from the fire... St- oh, I know. It's not up from the fire... St- it's not up the grove, is it? Is it up there? He says, guessing wildly. I'm probably miles off. I'm trying to think where the other... Isleworth, not exactly chock-a-block with churches, and I'm driving down the street here, and I'm trying... Oh, I know where it is. Is it down that little side road, which uh, leads down as if you're going to go sort of cut into Twickenham? And it's on the right-hand side if you're going down off that road from Isleworth from the grove. Is it down that one? I'm talking drivel here, aren't I? Absolute drivel. All the taxi drivers are doing something in Covent Garden today as well. Steve, the thing about the fakes, what about those watches that are advertised all over the place? Not the £5 ones, but the copies that cost uh, two or £300. Well, they're not fakes. What they're looking for is people who are buying into. Because if you buy fakes, be it mainly uh, the DVDs, uh, mainly things like handbags or clothing, what you're buying into is the abuse of children. If you buy these, you are funding the abuse of children. Mainly it goes to organised crime. So prostitution, uh, drugs, uh, the rape of children. And that's the only reason I mention it, is because if you buy any of this stuff, you're almost condoning it. You're almost saying, I don't mind that happening. That's why I'm buying it. And that's why the, the stallholders, they couldn't give us stuff either way. They just, they'll flog you anything. But the trouble is, that's what you're funding. You're funding organised crime, and some of it not very pleasant. And uh, Tanya says, I'm listening to your programme and I'm interested in the subject of fake goods. I've just returned from a holiday in Turkey where you can buy numerous fake designer goods. I purchased a few fake handbags and T-shirts. If I was to go over to France or Italy and got stopped by customers, would they find me? Absolutely. They don't care where it comes from, it's the fact you've got it. And so, and I think it's going to spread to Spain. I think Spain will be the next one on their customs because they're determined to stamp it out and not just confiscating it. But if they fine you, it'll make sure that you never, ever buy fake stuff again. And the reason people want to buy fake stuff is because they can't afford the real stuff. But even if you, it's no good saying, uh, well, I, I bought this in Turkey, it's nothing to do with you, they will confiscate it. And you will be fined three times, up to three times, the amount that the original would cost. He says, I think it's crazy that France and Italy are taking the action, as surely the likes of D&G, Chanel are not being harmed financially. Well, they don't want them either. They don't want them either. In fact, I remember in Covent Garden, when was it, about four or five years ago, they seized a number of fake Rolexes and all sorts of so-called designer watches. But to be honest with you, you only have to look at a person. If I see some girl walking down the street with bleach blonde hair and with Chanel sunglasses, I know that they're, they're hooky. Because you know how much they cost, and you're only going to look at somebody and think, you can't afford those, you're wearing Ugg boots, don't be so stupid, you know, in the middle of summer. And Ugg boots, yeah, but you get fake Ugg boots now, and you can always tell them because they just fall apart very quickly. So that's the problem. So I, c- I can look at somebody and go, that's fake. I know you might think you can't, but that's how they, uh, they actually tell in a, in a lot of cases. Lots of fake stuff. So they ended up uh, getting rid of all these watches, and they put a steamroller over them. They don't want to... Um, they don't want to, to have this stuff on the market. I don't know why, they just... Uh, they don't. Uh, Black Cat Video, Paul in Buckhurst Hill. Black Cat Video. Just type it on Google if you want to convert video tape to DVD. They do it. You have to pay for so much. They have to, You have to pay for, for so much 
footage if you want it all cleaned up and, and stuff like that. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. We have a similar laser light. Our cat loves chasing the light. There you go. You see, cats, cats like things like that. And, um, Steve, I've just been clobbered for an extra 50 quid for going over five call-outs, says Paul. There you go. You see, that you've got to be careful with these things. So that's if you're going to join the RSC. Probably works the same for the AA, but I'm sure we'll find out about that very, very shortly. It's LBC. The new award... Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's Sunday Breakfast, LBC 97.3. The London Taxi Drivers Fund for Underprivileged Children are going to be in the northeast piazza at Covent Garden this afternoon. And uh, Raymond says, why don't you pop down and support us, have a fun afternoon. They're running a tombola stand, a light-hearted quiz stand, and there's vintage taxis and much more. So if you're not doing anything this afternoon, go down to the northeast piazza in Covent Garden. It's very busy, very buzzy down there and support the London Taxi Drivers Fund for underprivileged children. Good luck, Raymond, and all the boys down there, and girls as well. Want to miss them out. News is next. It's LBC. Hello. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. I see that the, uh, the Roonies have had their initials put in marble in the entrance hall. Quite clearly, they don't see anything in the irony of having WC <laughs> as, you, as you walk in, but there you go. Excellent. Very funny, very funny. And, uh, anyway, apart from that, 84850steve@lbc.co.uk. at lbc.co.uk and we get through all your texts and, and emails and stuff like that. We don't call it a WC much anymore, do we, really? Well, you know what WC stands for? Water closet. Water closet. Yeah. And this is Julie P's good. Good morning. Just in case you're going. <laughs> all of a sudden, you're doing a ventriloquist act. <laughs> Did you know about the RAC? Do you drive? Of course I drive. Do you have a membership of an AA or RAC AA. person? Yeah. yeah. And how many call-outs do you get a year? Call-outs? Yeah. Put you mean, how, how, many, how many times do I need it? How many times are you allowed to? Do you know this? Do you know no, this? but last time after the show, when I was on a month ago, yeah. I, went, I went home, um, on the way home, stopped for petrol, and the complete ignition system and the whole car lock, yeah. uh, locking system seized up. So I sat there in the garage, and they came within half an hour and fixed me. They were great. Yeah. Hands off to the AA. And how many times do you call them a year, do you reckon? Probably about twice a year. Yeah. Apparently, built into each contract is five times. Oh, really? So, in other words, after you, because they don't want people using it as a free repair service, but you're supposed to take it to garages. Yeah. The idea is they will get you from here to there. In an emergency. So, I've, I've called them out, I think, last year, twice. Right. Once was for a flat tyre, because uh-huh. my car's too heavy to lift up, and he can come and he can do it within seconds, and also it was raining. And the other time, I'd inadvertently poured some... Um, what did I pour in? Petrol stuff into the oil. No. I do, as I was doing it, I'm thinking... This but it's is a completely ro- different bottle in the bonnet. I know. <laughs> one's in the petrol tank and one's in the bonnet. And because I've got fuel Steve, injection... You're I not even look- blonde. I know. I know. Not even blonde. And, and so I, I sort of did it. And then I thought... I had this thing at the back of my mind you thought, that, I know it's that wrong. the oil thing, if I turn it on, there might be a spark. I don't know why I thought this. And it might ignite this <gasps> petrol thing. So I immediately call the RAC, and because of the car I've got, they don't tow it in anywhere. No, they, do they siphon it out? No. With, like, a turkey baster? They, t- they turn up with a covered lorry. No. I get towed into a covered lorry, and the tarpaulin's all covered no. over. Yeah, because they won't allow a car like mine to be seen 
breaking down or anything. So anyway, so we then take it in. Of course, the guys in the workshop, Jerry and all, all the lads down there, go, well, you could have driven it quite safely. All they did was put it up on the ramp, drained it off and filled it up with oil again. It didn't make any difference at all. He so it would have been, you wouldn't actually, would it, it have gone? Have, he said it wouldn't have made any difference. <laughs> well, of course, nobody tells you this at the time. But I did discover that if you call them out more than five times, then you have to, you pay extra. That's really interesting. So yeah. they say, sorry, Mr. Allen, you've actually had five call-outs. The you next pay. one is 50 quid or whatever. Yes. Yes, well, I that's how it works. So I didn't know that. I just thought it was it was constantly calling them out because the only well, thing they're I not going to publicise, are they? Because they want you to buy into it. Is the RAC the same, just out of yes, parity? Yes, oh. five times. Well, I mean, if you are going to break down more than five times, you probably have got an old banger, and maybe you are yeah. using it as a kind of freebie service, See, I've which only is done understandable. It for a flat tire because mm. I can't. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. I've just had it recolonised as well. Uh, uh, reco- recolonised. Yeah, colon. <laughs> Conalized. Conalized. Yes. I don't know what reconalizing well, is. I've got leather seats. Ah. Cream, cream leather. <gasps> oh. I know. It just sounds too much. <laughs> and there, it's Connolly hide. And what happens after a while is only on, and only if it happens on the driver's side, the seat wears a bit because that's the seat you're always yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, The elbow rest wears a bit and the. Uh, centre console but wears a little bit. Nice? Isn't no. that quite nice? Isn't that the... No. no. Probably looks said, nice that's on... That's not nice at all. <laughs> no, it probably looks nice on brown leather, but not yeah. on cream leather. So it cracks. <laughs> so what they do is they come in and they re- re-leather it. Splendid. But of course, you can't just do those bits. You've got to do the whole car. Oh. So now the whole car smells of re- re-leathering. How lovely. I love that smell of fresh leather. I well, call sure. the AA out on... <laughs> less Sounds like later. an Titchmarsh discussion. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting again in September. I called the AA, AA out last year. I was on the motorway and I knew I was overheating. I've got a tiny little car. It's like Noddy on speed. It's called oh, a Figaro, right. Nissan Figaro. Oh. And I'm driving along and I thought it's overheating. But I thought... If any, any Noddy fans are listening, we're not, in, we're not saying Noddy does big, drugs. I'm a big Noddy <laughs> big fan Noddy myself. Fan. Big Noddy yes, fan Noddy, myself. Noddy doesn't speed and him and Big Ears, they're just friends. Just, just friends. friends. <laughs> anyway, there I am, not speeding, but the heating's good. And I, I did that oh. thing of... If you turn all the heaters on, yes. open the windows, it will lower the, the engine sort of yes. temperature. No. Rise up and up and oh. up. And in the end, I burnt the engine out. Stupid, stupid, stupid. I had a rental car eight, when, I, when I was 18. And nobody told me that you've got to put oil in these things. I just assumed yeah. for something. Anyway, I'm going down the motorway and all of a sudden there's a bang and the thing drives to a halt. All the oil had been used up. And so did you, did you mess up the engine totally? Blew the, the big ends, apparently. <laughs> but I've had years ago cars boiling over. Yeah. But you're right, you always think... You th- if d- the temperature I- starts going up, if you're sitting in traffic and I see people doing it, you know, either turn the engine off... Or turn the heat. Well, on. I was convinced, especially because I wasn't sitting in traffic. I was going up the M1, and I thought yeah. it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And actually, the moment when it's just about okay, oh, and then it goes, no. is is seconds. So it's like never me, let your I'll petrol run down. Absolutely, because uh, no, no, don't because it gets up all the all kind the of dirt silt. that it's in the bottom of the yeah. metal tank will go through, and it will ruin your car. It will. I Sanitary tell you that lessons. now. Good Lord, I've got tons and tons. Can I just very quickly do these before we start going? Yeah. Apparently, Margaret says, if you own a Mercedes, they cover for breakdown for 30 years, provided it's serviced by them. Wow. Oh, that'll be interesting. I don't, I don't own a Mercedes, I'm afraid. Um, uh, read the rule that states, I before E except after C. When I was 10 and attending a school in Manchester, I must have been the most pedantic girl in the class because I told my teacher the rule does not apply in the case of the word there. T-H-E-I-R, as opposed to T-H-E-R-E. I was born in Manchester and hardly been anywhere else when I was ten. It was certainly not true during the fifties that people from Manchester were, on average, more stupid or worse spellers than London. I left Manchester a long time ago, but there are many gifted people still living there. Manchester, its history, has been home to many geniuses. You only have to have a peep 
uh, at the Manchester University website to see that. I know. It's Liam Gallagher went there, and he's very articulate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's loads of people. Uh, 84850, Steve at LBC, Teddington High Street, Christmas trees are up, says Richard. Oh, listen, oh yes, I've got to tell you. Oh. Saw the news this morning. No, Rochdale. <laughs> Rochdale have got its Christmas lights. They've got Christmas lights on. Yeah, They've put them up in... No, it is not. They've put them up in August because they think it'll cover a whole base of festivals. But they've got Santa. Don't you think, no, I, I by the that. time we get to December, it's going to be just a tad of an anticlimax, no. a tiny bit of an anticlimax? I bought, you should have been here this week. That I bought this week Christmas crackers. You did not. What did so? From Selfridges or from... No, no, I've yet to do that department oh, at Harrod. I went down Lordy. to Costco, I bought two boxes of Christmas crackers. I have a lovely music box, which has got skaters going round trees inside, which all light <laughs> up. And when you lift up no. the lid, it's got 12 bells no. that play cues. I've got a lovely carousel. And I've also bought all mine. I've got them sitting up in the cupboard at the moment upstairs. My candy canes with Father Christmas is attached to them. But, but when do you actually display them? Today. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Today. Happy Christmas no, to you. No. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, I, I, do, I could do Christmas all year round. Yeah, I know. I, I am aware of I nearly of bought 12 boxes. No, I didn't buy 12. I dreamt of 12. But I nearly bought four boxes of Christmas tree decorations. Because I thought there are 12 in each box. And they're green and glitter and they're beautiful. And I looked at them, I thought, oh, should I buy them? I think, no, because if you can have enough on a tree, you need about 300 of these on a tree. You, you, but, but, but hang on a minute, don't you what? have the old ones from last year? Or are you one yeah, of those... You always add. Sorry? You always add, don't you? you? Yeah, you add, but you don't, like, change completely. You don't have a different... You do, you do. Oh, no. Mm. So one year it'll be blue and silver and the next year green and gold and red. Well, I've only and... got to see these things in boxes. And, I'm, I mean, the sooner the Christmas lights come out, the happier I am. So, seriously, I mean, I am... But I, I loved it as a child. I know, we've chatted before about Christmas in, in, in April. I'm terribly it's sorry so to offend anybody, but frankly, I couldn't give a stuff what you think. I, um, <laughs> I, I always loved it as a child. I loved, you know, and we used to put cotton wool on the branches of the tree. Yes, we, my brother and I used to make Christmas decorations. Yeah. With, and we used to cut up those, the, the egg boxes, the cardboard yes. egg boxes, and paint them red. They made a fabulous pair of little bells. And then, I always remember, we used to have, we bought some Chinese Christmas lights, and each light was hung with a little Chinese lantern with little tassels on. Nice. I mean, long since broken, but we, they were beautiful. And then over the tree, angel hair. Oh, which angel was like, hair! It was like asbestos or something, or whatever yes, it was. the thin... And did and you, you teased use, it out. Teased it out, and, and it, it looked all right for a minute but yes. then, then after that it just diminished. I loved it the smell of the lights through the Did, tree. One oh. year one year we made the fatal error of um of doing that thing with stencils on your glass on your oh, windows yes. with it where I mean you, it looks lovely but you can't get it off. No and never do your windows with sticky tape to pretend you've got leaded windows and then spray the snow that looks a bit <laughs> silly as well <laughs> but to be honest but I, I do love the whole the whole aspect of, of Christmas and we have been to see Father Christmas. Uh, have you where? At In... the North Pole. Oh, really? We went to the Arctic Circle. I've always and wanted we met to do him. that. Oh, it's beautiful. Did you it's sit on be- his knee? Well, I didn't know. I, mean, <laughs> I think that was a court case, but anyway, <laughs> he, uh, he wasn't over keen. But the kids did, and he, it's, it's really beautiful because you're in Finland, in the Arctic Circle, and there is nothing for hundreds of miles apart from snow-covered fir forests. I mean, it's beautiful. We T- were on top of a mine. Tell me that you went in a sleigh. Tell me that yes. you did. Oh, you did? Yes, we did everything. We went skidoos. Uh, we went reindeer, we did horse, we did everything. Everything. Fantastic. Because all the lakes are frozen. They, they've been frozen for six months and it's about ten foot of ice. So there's no, no danger. They have fires on them. That would be such the best mm. present ever for kids, wouldn't it? My but daughter's too right old age. now, but my goddaughter... Well, my daughter's 28, so oh, she's far too God, old. No. But my goddaughters, Ilana yeah. and Rosanna, they are 12 and 9. Do you think mm. that's, that's good? I think so. 
No, bit old. Bit old. Ilana still believes. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think probably sixes, sevens. Okay, be better. Okay. But it, 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 it is lovely. I have to tell you. Should we um, do some news? Yes, let me just quickly do these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very quickly here. Uh, Steve, I made a mistake to buy my favourite Cartier Eau de Toilette on eBay. Sold as a tester and was slightly cheaper than the bottle. Well, it's a pile of rubbish. Mm. I've told you before, order anything on eBay yep. that's got a name on it, a brand name, 90% of them fake, I'm afraid. Don't ever buy anything like that on eBay. What, what about in the news yesterday that fakes are being... Not only are people selling fakes being penalised, right. but in, in countries like France, you are now fined yes. a hefty Good. fine Good. for buying fakes. You know why? Because I've said before on the programme this morning, and Italy they're doing it, um, it's because most of this goes to fund organised crime, prostitution. Oh, really? Children abduction, drugs, everything. Okay. So you don't. So buy it's not DVDs. just to make some innocent no. guys some. No. Don't right. ever think. Oh, listen, I'm saving you a bit of money. It's generally organised crime and it's big business. Right. I have a funny thing because I mean, I, I've I've got one fake Birkin bag, and for that, no, no, I got it through through sort of friend. Can you take the, the Mickey and Minnie in Christmas? No, 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 no. Listen, listen. <laughs> I don't have anything else fake because and the weird thing is, I've got this, that, and, and I, I think I still paid like a couple of hundred. God only knows what they cost when they're when they're real, <laughs> but I don't feel the same about it because I know it's a fake. I I kind of just don't treat it as well as. Isn't mm. it funny though? It's, it's. But if you take it abroad, to Italy or France, they'll confiscate it, and they will charge you up to three times what the cost of the original would be. But, wow. Mm. But it's, it's really you. well done. It's really, really Doesn't well matter. done. So how would they know without scrutinising well, They're, they're generally it? very good at this sort of thing. Do you think? They've got yeah. eagle eyes. But also, the fact I, I would have phoned them to say she's coming through now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's anyway, blue. It's blue. <laughs> she's got blonde hair and she does strange objects that vibrate on the television. <laughs> anyway, let's have a check on the state of the roads. Emma Sweeney. Thank you very much, Steve. Well, if you're travelling through Ilford, the A406... No Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Uh, Judy P's goods here as we wander through the Sunday papers. Talking of fake, Steve, uh, take I a look. I just said to her, I just said, I bought some fake strawberries. No, please don't she say went, this. really? No, no, no. <laughs> I thought, no. I knew, I knew you were joking. I was just pretending. <laughs> I was just humouring you. Um, listen, page uh, three, Mail oh, on Sunday, no, Anne Robinson's new face. Have you talked about Anne Robinson's new fake her. face? Well, it's, it's an interesting photo. She looked, there's three page photos. One. Page three, oh. 1997, um, in which she oh. looks, you know, sort of uh, her age. Oh. Uh, 2004, in which she looks sensational and very yes, elfin-esque. Yeah. 2008, where she's she's not looking bad, but 2009, where she looks uh, 12 years old with a very strange hairstyle. Hmm. Obviously covering the marks. But, I mean... The hairstyle looks like that woman out of Emmerdale. Which woman out of Emmerdale? There's a woman behind the bar who's gone missing in Emmerdale at the moment. She's in, she, but she's staying in the guest house and she's got a similar thing, but I oh. think hers is a wig. Yeah, well, this looks a bit like a wig. I just, it's like, why, Anne? You were looking great and then, you know, facelifts go off, obviously, but this doesn't look like her. This is no. so fake. It actually doesn't bear any resemblance to, to Anne Robinson. Yes. Mind you, I suppose once you've, once you've started having cosmetic surgery, you get kind of a bit used to having cosmetic surgery. I think surgery. so. And, and you have to... Addictive. Yeah, you have to go on. And I want it, Botox. You want, no, you don't. You don't need no, Botox. No, I do. No, you don't. You don't need... You no, haven't I got do. any lines. I'm staring across from you. You don't need Botox. <laughs> I do. I just want... Or plumping up or something. I need something. Well, things won't move then. But listen, <laughs> um, talking again, there were faces. Fascinating news in The People, page 19 of The People. The first Brit face swap. The first British, full, first full face transplant Damn. is likely to take place by Christmas. Um, the recipient, the lucky recipient, will be a Burns victim. And the entire face will be taken yes. um, off uh, a brain-dead donor. About? This wasn't called face-off. 
Oh, was with John it? Travolta, and I'm sure it was a face transplant. They transplanted two people. They put his face on him and his face on him. <sighs> I'm sure. And there was a woman in France who had it done recently. Right. Well, I this think. is going to be amazing for people like Burns' victim. Sadly enough, people like the um, the the guy, the Pascal Collaire, dubbed the modern day elephant man. He mm. he doesn't qualify, which seems to me pretty daft. He's obviously, you know, um, oh, suffering. But uh, but anyway, it's going to be great. Lovely. And that, that's where I think plastic surgery comes into Yes, its I own. think so. Well, in fact, were those, those guinea pigs, weren't there? I think they're called, there's a name for them, but they were the first pioneers of cosmetic surgery. They were Burns victims during the war. They were, they were pilots. Ah. And they all meet together, and I think they were called the guinea pig club. And they've had surgery done. I mean, they don't look perfect. They've had all sorts of... There was that very famous man, the, the Welsh uh, soldier... Oh, of course. Um, Who was done as well. Yes. And it's it's very difficult to reconstruct somebody's face, so they do the best that they can. Yeah. But the and guinea pigs are famous. And they're not disfigured anymore. They're, no. They're, you know. It's still people stare, though. Definitely. Still people stare. You can't do anything about Funny that. Funny enough, I first got to know, you mentioned Botox. Mm. My mum, who's not with us anymore, um, and I miss her all the time, but she had a a horrible car accident and she she was going blind anyway yeah. from AMD macular degeneration but oh, the yeah. car accident made her eyes it, it was appalling and they made her eyes cross mm. and even though she had very little sight she was still aware that people would either stare horribly or not look at her because mm. they didn't know which eye to look in and it was awful yeah. and so she had her eyes straightened and they have to inject Botox into the eye oh. because that's what it does it freezes the muscles then they can operate and they noticed from when Botox first came into sort Did of being. Work? Yeah, because they noticed they were freezing people's sort of foreheads and eyes to, to enable surgery. And then the people would come back for the surgery and all the wrinkles would be gone. And that was a kind of, the wrinkle treatment was a yeah. side effect for all of the eye I surgery. Think Annie's got that, Bryn's wife, and I've spoken to a number of celebrities who've had that as well. What, what straightening of no, eyes? No, they've or... never had it straightened, they, but they have this uh, macular eye. <sighs> Well, the, the, uh, funny enough, macular degeneration yeah. is coming much more. It, it needs to be talked about I'm a lot sure more. I'm sure Dennis Norton told me he had it. Well, it's, it's funnily enough, there was an article in the news. I expected to find it in the Sundays, and I haven't. But it was on Tuesday on the news, BBC and ITV, about, um, no, actually mainly ITV, about kids needing to wear sunglasses because oh. the most damage is done to our eyes before we're 18. And sunlight is really damaging, especially for macular degeneration later on. I wear sunglasses all the time. Do you know, I, I, I am so stupid. I haven't. I do now. Yeah. But I, I just I, I just don't l- like My them. eyes are fairly weak anyway, and so because I worked overnights for many years, I like wearing sunglasses. Because wear you feel indoors. protected. Yes, it's also because I know that the skin around your eyes is the most sensitive. Clever you. Yeah, because so I'd always sunglasses. seen them as a fashion item no. rather than a health item. Now I view them as health, a health item. Yes, health, definitely. Yeah. All right, 84850, uk. Uh, let me just quickly do a couple more of uh, your things here. I like this advert on the television. Uh, social services uh, should sort out Kerry Katona's children. That's why I think she's done the, uh, the stories in the paper today, uh, because I think it's, uh, she, she's tried to do damage limitation. I mean, I so, so the papers are dominated by, by Kerry Katona. Do you think she'd have, she'd have obviously got Dosh for the exclusive? That's what I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she must have done. To, to, to I find it absolutely appalling in this day and age. You can, you can do something like that and then people give you money and, and, you, know, and you tell them about how you've been shoving oh. Colombian marching powder up your nose for exactly, years. Exactly, all the gory yeah. details. Mm. 
Uh, Christmas cards were on sale in a Harlow shop two weeks ago, says Steve the chauffeur. Oh, I've, I've, I've bought Christmas cards. Don't. <laughs> I bought them, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Liz and Alan says, I agree the selling of fake goods should stop if children are being abused, but why don't they go to the source of the market stalls and confiscate and find them? They do. Mm. But the trouble is, there's so many of them, 90% of goods sold at markets, no matter what the people tell you, is fake. 90, men, you think as, as high as a much as 90%, yes, as much as 90%. In fact, I read an article in Market Trader this week <laughs> that said they would love to go around. They've had one man who's been uh, habitually uh, selling fake stuff, and he's been fined about three times. doesn't seem to stop him. The profit is that good on it. Yeah. Buy a pair of shoes or a fake top for, you know, two quid, sell it for 12 or yeah. 20. It's very funny because I did boot sale challenge and whenever we get there really, really early to kind of scan the market and uh, and have a recce to see which stalls we wanted to film, it was every everybody under their breath was saying, oh, God, it's that boot sale challenge again. I had the <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh, strange enough, talking about not, not boot sale challenge. Or oh, must just mention that eBay are trying to cut out the fake goods on there. It's not easy. These people come up with all sorts of wheezes, I'm afraid. Yeah, and unless you're going to monitor it and actually go round... I yeah. suppose they would, though, wouldn't they? Mm. Go round and actually see There was it. a programme on the television, I think Angela Rippon's presenting it, and it's something to do with people buying antiques and then not then selling them on and doing something else. And it turns out that uh, the company that makes it, one of their cameramen, was posing as a member of the public to buy a piece. So the BBC have suspended <gasps> their programmes... Because you can't ask cheating the public. Yeah. You know, you, you think it's a member of the public, but in fact it was a cameraman. How that got leaked, I've got no idea. Mm. Very odd. What else have we got in the papers, apart from Kerry Katona? Well, we've got, uh, just just finishing on her, um, Carol Malone, actually, News of the World, page 19, gives a very um, interesting, she's always got something interesting to say, Carol, and it was just about, she likens her, uh, in a way, to, to Jade. Um, you know, both brought up in the same squalid, uh-huh. loveless world, both, God. you know, had parents who took drugs, but whereas Jade, when she got her chance, ran with it like an yeah. Olympic athlete. Jade had cancer. You know, but, but I mean, she's just saying that Kerry is just going to get worse and worse, she's going to run away from everything and she needs to, you know, listen up and take responsibility. Yeah, I, I agree, Chota. To be honest with you, I couldn't care less, you know, what happens to Kerry Katona, I'm not remotely interested. No, you I want to shove drugs up your nose and do that? That's your, that's your yeah. bag, And dear. she's had so many chances. That's what Malone and, said. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Iceland even kept her on for yeah. a year after they could have Good for Iceland, her. but now they've said, pfft. Yeah, because enough, I, I said on air, already. I don't want to shop at a, a you know at a, at a store yeah. that employs somebody who's a drug addict. Yeah. I'm afraid I couldn't. It's self-inflicted. None of this rubbish. You know, she's always very willing to blame everybody else mm. except herself. Not good for the family image. Also, no. not good for the family image, but rather good as a page three is um, in News of the World page three. Amazing pictures of Sharon Stone, who is fifty-one and looks. 21. Have you seen them? No, which paper is that? Incredible. News of the World, same paper. Have a look at that. Yeah. I don't quite know. She's topless. I don't quite know why she feels. Because she's, she's desperate. Well, I don't think she is, would you, actually, would you do topless? No, of course I wouldn't well, do topless. And they're, they're not bad. They, but they, also they, they say... They, I've passed the still... pencil test, but I don't think I'd do topless. But she's saying she's still got it at 51. Actually, sorry, mine are very similar is... to that. I'm oversharing, I know, but... <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> sorry. La, la, la. Yeah, but okay, nobody can see. Break. Nobody can Stand see. That was okay. Well, I should so not have said that. <laughs> the trouble is, they're going on like 51. She's not 70. She's 51. And, uh, she says, is there an age when a person should forbid themselves from showing their body? Now. <laughs> for me, I, I disagree. Years. Most, I disagree. I, I mean, I, don't, I would not do that, those poses. But I think I have to say, she looks pretty amazing. Yeah. you got to admit. 
They say when she's not sharing her views, Sharon is sharing her time and money doing charity work. <laughs> Recently related $10,000, so about £7,000. Not a lot, really, in her terms. It's better than some people, though. Absolutely. But the trouble is, you don't need to go topless. No, to do it's it. It's not necessary. You can it's donate money bit... to charity without yeah. showing your boots. It's a bit of a show-off kind of thing. Yeah. She has sort of an element of... Of desperation, I'm afraid. Mm. Desperation. Oh dear. More on Kerry Catone. I mean, really. I, tell I know, you. we've enough oh, already. Enough. Oh, a bit, quite a bit in the papers on the um, John Cleese's being taken to the cleaners by Alice Faye. It, now, is it why. Alice Faye Eschelberger, Eichelberger? Do we care? I don't know. I just <coughs> see it as don't ever let anybody else go near that woman. She's another one, apparently. <sighs> From a council estate, yes, who's made herself up in the same as I believe Sting's wife, Trudy Styler, yeah, Heather Mills, Heather Mills, all these people, and all these different Cheryl fabrications. Cole, oh, yes, Cheryl Cole, another one from a council estate, where they all of a sudden push that life behind them and start start behaving as if they're terribly cultured. But use it when it's useful. Yes. bring it back in. Yeah. But Alice Faye, um, unbelievable. Mm. Um, but the very funny article in um, Sunday Express, page twenty-five, by Roger Lewis, offering to be John Cleese's fourth wife. Um, yes, me too. He'll do everything except conjugal rights, and he hopes <laughs> that at seventy, Cleese is beyond that anyway, because he reckons even after this, what twelve million, twelve and a half million payout, um, he. He's still got ten million in the bank, which makes around seventy-six thousand a month, and that'll do fine for him. But I don't understand how she's managed to get. Oh, we've got to take a break. How she's managed to get all that exactly. money when they have no children? Yes. She's not, you know, she's not... And she, what she brought, I mean, she'd got nothing. kids before, but she brought nothing to, only um, 1992, Well, that's you know. in the same way. I said to Paul McCartney, it would have been cheaper if you'd paid for it every time, frankly, <laughs> than having to cough up 25 million at the end. You know, I mean, goodness there sake. There is that way of looking why at it, do, Why do men fall for this? Don't marry... Jim Davidson is exactly the same. Yeah. He used to marry them eight times he married. How stupid is he? Yeah. OK, listen, we'll take a short break. Still to come... The teenage lotto winner, Callie Rogers, now facing bankruptcy. Talk about thick. This is LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Uh, the idea of the AARAC is to help you in emergencies, says Nick and Bromley. Yes, you do get people who think it's a free garage on wheels. Of course, it's, uh, it's not. I'm afraid. Um, Steve, what a lovely trip down memory lane. My mother did the same when we were sick, washing up bowl and dettol. What a memory. <laughs> it's true, actually, just made you feel quite ill. And uh, another one here. Uh, what if you didn't know the handbag or trainers were fake? How can you tell? Well, of course you know they're fake. You know what you pay for them. <laughs> so, put this way, if you see a Chanel bag for £250, chances are it's going to be genuine. If you see it in the market for £27.50, it's a, it's a fake. But, that's, no, that's raised a really interesting point, because what if you pay 250 and you think it's real, and it's actually not, but then you're, you're not going to be daft you're not going to go daft to enough. Chanel itself, wouldn't yes, you? Yeah, you're going to be going to the would. Chanel shop. Of course you would. And that's why, yeah. I think. Uh, Simon Weston was a soldier who got severely burnt. That's it. Thank you. Uh, Steve, the men you were talking about belong to the guinea pig club at the uh, Burns Unit at Queen Victoria Hospital at East Grinstead. Uh, the real designer goods have become that naff, it's hard to tell which is the real thing. I can always tell. You just look at the person. Do you think? Yes, absolutely. I can tell by the person whether or not they can afford to spend 250 quid on a pair of sunglasses or not. <laughs> absolutely. I feel a bit sorry, well, I don't, for Callie Rogers. Uh, she's spent every penny of her £1,875,000 lottery win. Uh, an amazingly stupid 22-year-old, £1.9 She got it when she was 16. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. being dim, <clears throat> uh, she sort of just blows it. She's now living with her mum in a tiny two-up, two-down. Um, 
She's a, she was a £3.60 an hour shelf stacker. She now takes on three cleaning jobs to make ends meet. Oh, it's like that, that remember that, was it lot, not lot, not lot, Viv Nicholson. can't speak today, Viv Nicholson, yes. thank you very much. The spend, Paul. spend, spend. Spend, spend, spend. Lost that was, husbands. Yeah, that was riveting, that, yes. uh, that programme on her, yes. And there was a, a, a musical on it as well. A musical? Which was at the Piccadilly Theatre spend, called Spend, Spend, Spend. Nothing Lives at the Piccadilly Theatre. It's no, one of those jinxed theatres. Yeah, I love it. But she won 154000 <laughs> In Which in pools. those days was incredible. It, well, she was able to... I mean, houses cost £600 and things like that. So she had... She got, I think three of her husbands died. Oh. She, she got through husbands like there was no tomorrow. But the 154000 I think they worked out, was worth about £3 million. By today's reckoning. But how, I mean, £2 million when you're 16. I mean, I hate to say it, but she's got tattoos up her arm. I mean, she's a bit of a waste of space, I'm afraid. I've seen a few of these girls now. That's why poor old Vic Beckham can't quite make it in America, because she's got tattoos. Most people who come, who've got any class at all, don't have tattoos all over themselves. Yeah, I know. My daughter is saying she wants a tattoo, and I'm saying, please no. don't get no, a tattoo. No, 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 no. It's not nice. And so painful, apparently, I don't know, but so painful to get off when you've also, regretted you've look at poor Peaches or Pixie Geldof, whichever one it is. I mean, it just looks cheap mm. and naff, mm. I'm afraid. Really horrible. It's for certain people. Trailer trash, they call them in the States. Um, I thought the papers would be much, um, have much more about Caster Semenya, the athlete, the 18-year-old South African oh, right. who, he or she, I have to say, when I first saw a picture, you I thought. did think, yeah, as, as most of us, I think. I, mean, I she, look at bodybuilders and think the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> but she goes straight up and down, and there, there isn't even a vestige of a breast. No. I mean, it, it is interesting, but bless her, she's probably absolutely fine. They say people who've showered with her say there's nothing to hide, <laughs> and so it will. She it showers will come with out. people. <laughs> Very funny, Julia Hartley Brewer in the Sunday Express. They all showered together, saying um, saying about her, saying. Uh, uh, championships have prompted an investigation into whether she is a man or woman or a bit of both. I don't know what all the fuss is about. After all, we've had a bunch of big girls playing in the Premiership for years. <laughs> How bizarre. I mean, I, I have to be honest, looking at I mean, I wasn't sure whether or not, but then I thought to myself, a bit insulting if you are a woman and somebody goes, are you a man? Exactly. And they don't just have a test like, are you a man, drop your trousers. It's very complicated. Well, isn't it? I suppose so. They well. have to work out whether or not, I mean, is it physically in every way, shape or form, a woman, how many XY chromosomes, how many X chromosomes, how many Y chromosomes... So she'll have extensive blood tests oh, and the whole litany of tests. You know, does she have dual genitalia, all this kind of stuff. Wow. Oh, it's very complicated. Wow. Not just a simple matter of show us your willy. God, or not. Or not, as the case may be. <laughs> so it's, it's very complicated. I mean, you, do, you look at her face. Her face, in certain angles, does look quite, quite feminine in a sort of androgynous way. It's the body that gives it but away. But then the trouble is, not. if you're an athlete... The difference is, when, when men run and they train themselves up, they, they end up just getting pumped up. When a woman does it, she gets pumped up in the same way her breasts shrink. Yes. Yeah. And, and they end up becoming masculine. Yes. Now, yeah. whether or not they actually take... I mean, some Testosterone. Testosterone drugs and things like that. You don't know what, what people take. That also could alter... Your, your physiology, your, your physiognomy, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I definitely. find it a bit peculiar um, anyway. On the subject of fakes, because uh, I'm on to fakes this morning... Um, uh, page uh, Daily Star, uh, page well, seventeen. Daily Star. Did you know? Oh, well, no. it's only there's nothing in it. I'll, let me tell you, there's Ooh. a bit more about Kerry. But um, murdered Playboy babe Jasmine Flore oh, or yes. Flore, um, her naked body, very sad, found in a suitcase, and she's been identified. Her fingers and teeth had been removed, but police were able to identify her by the serial number on, on her, her breast, breast implants. implants. Oh dear! You don't understand how people can ever do this. I have been to Scotland Yard's Museum of Crime, 
where they have all the uh, all the things there which have been used to commit murders. No. Oh, is no. that a museum that is visitable by everybody? No, or we... no, no. I didn't think you're so. Either, you've got to be a, a police officer or you've got to be invited. And I was invited. A couple of us went down. Why were you invited? Because you're Steve Allen. Uh, yes, because the person who used to look after it uh, was a listener to the programme. Oh, fantastic. And so when you go in there, all around the walls, the first thing you see, and it's been moved to different rooms, uh, all around the walls were all the plaster casts of all the people executed at Pentonville Prison who'd been uh, hanged. In the corner of the room, there were all the um, ropes that had been used for the hanging. Uh, then there was all the walking sticks and things which had been turned into guns. No. Yeah, there was the... I mean, everything. They had blood-stained uniforms, tunics. Oh. They had the ligature that was used for, for killing one particular girl. Uh, not called the Black Museum anymore. It, was, it hadn't been called the Black Museum for 30 years. It's called the Scotland Yard Crime Museum. How did it make you feel? You, you don't think about it. They even had the stove there that this man who had murdered all these uh, young men had boiled up all their no, body parts in it with no. the saucepans on it. So they, and it's used as a crime museum so that officers investigating other crimes can go there and try and get a, a grip on what, what they're people doing, do what and, people do. And, and the way people's minds yes. work. Every, every form of knife you can possibly think of. Photographs. But I'd already seen photographs of people who'd been involved in crime years ago for the Duke of Edinburgh as a warning. Oh. I mean, quite, quite fascinating. Quite fascinating. I went to the Museum of Terror. I think it's called Museum of Terror in Budapest. Yeah. And that was extraordinary. I mean, what was really sad, you get all the names and I think it's the faces outside as well of all the people who've, you know, died and on all yeah. the torture chambers. Horrible. Yeah. Don't forget as well, it's a Steve Allen special today. Every day is a Steve Allen special. <laughs> but this one is for the, the Dell laptop. I know many of you are going on holiday and you're probably thinking, I'd love a new laptop. Your opportunity to win it, of course. This one finishes at 11 o'clock this morning. It's got 160 gigabytes of hard drives. You can store your music, photos, documents, <coughs> download LBC. 15-inch monitor, clear and bright. Lowest unique bid will win. It's got a stunning matte finish to this one. It really is a lovely, lovely prize. So if you fancy getting your hands on my Dell laptop, this one finishes at 11 o'clock this morning, as I say. Lowest bid in pence is the one that gets it. So that's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Bids in by 11 o'clock. So you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, -E, then your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight two one. So Steve, then your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight two one. The bid will cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Lines close 11 o'clock this morning. You've got an hour and seven, an hour and 18 minutes now. Must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. So go on, have a go for the Steve Allen special Dell laptop. We can all do with one. I can do with another one, actually, at the moment. So one of the best looking on the market. Can be yours just after the news at 11. Somebody will win it this morning. Don't, don't think it couldn't be you. There's a very good chance it could be you. So get those bids in by 11 o'clock this morning. And fingers crossed, you're the one going home with a smile on your face. Right. <laughs> Summer got? things here. Something I feel very strongly about in the Express. Oh, okay, right. this is page thirty-five of the Express, um, and it's the stars of Corrie are giving their backing to a Sunday Express crusade to save the British fate. Now, I love a fate. I love a oh, summer I love fate. I love fate. a village fate. But obviously, health and safety, increasing petty guidelines, are actually putting an end, or in danger of putting an end, to our community fates. So, the Sunday Express has teamed up with 
ukvillages.co.uk, which represent rural communities, to call to an end for an end to all the bureaucracy. And um, Julia Hayworth Howarth, who plays Claire, Claire Peacock in Corrie, is going to be holding a bank holiday fete. And so they're putting their, on screen, obviously, they're putting their backing to it. Because it says, you know, the village fete is a quintessentially British tradition yes. and one we should make every effort to uphold. Hear, hear. It and really where is. would Miss Marple be without a good yes, murder at the village fete? Exactly. Fates? Where would Midsummer murders be without it the would odd, be odd fate? But seriously, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've got a friend who lives in a lovely little street in, in Teddington, and they have, you know, their, their street party yeah. every year. They still do it. It's fantastic. They put bunting up, balloons. Everybody, you know, provides a love dish bunting. or two. Lovely, yeah, love bunting. Love bunting. So a love bunting. I love Christmas bunting as, well. as more than Christmas. Christmas. I mean, Christmas bunting no, is lovely. It's not a Christmas again. <laughs> it could be. If you did it in tinsel, it'd be Christmas Actually, bunting. there isn't such a thing as Christmas bunting, because bunting is what you associate with fates with summer. Yes. Christmas or bunting. Or second-hand car dealers. Now, there's an, uh, they use bunting. Very good. They use a lot of bunting. <laughs> All right. Um, but there's an um, insurance firm, AXA, unveil Britain's first insurance cover aimed specifically at village fates. So if you have a murder, it pushes um, the premiums up, doesn't yes, it? Yes, of course Somebody it does. Somebody gets killed by the coconut shy. Oh, please. Are you Coconut shine. shine. Oh, I love a coconut shine. Yes. Well, then you get home, you try and split this blasted thing in half. Exactly. You smash it with a hammer. You know my favourite thing, though? Goldfish. I always want a goldfish. Illegal now. Don't be daft. Goldfish have been illegal to win for ages. You are not allowed oh, to have please. because it's cruel to goldfish. Hello? You must remember that the but, Showman's Guild years ago used to have, at all these stalls, goldfish hanging in bags. Yes. You will not see that. You have not seen that for the last 15 years because it was deemed... Um, sad for the goldfish. So what they do, they keep them in a, a little bucket thing and then they take them out of the bucket and then put them in the little bag for you. They're not allowed to have them hanging up. I agree with that because they could be hanging up in the sun and it's exactly. I know they've only got three seconds. The brains last for three there. seconds. Nowhere to swim back and forth. But I do I did used to like winning them. I know. And they always lived. I gave them a yeah. lovely home. Bridge to go under. Weed in the water. Oh, big already. tank. Enough already. <laughs> we'll take a short break. Look at the travel. She's quite mad, I'm afraid. Uh, with the travel, Emma <laughs> Sweeney. Don't about Christmas decorations. <laughs> Thank you very much, Steve. If you're travelling towards Reading for the M. 7.3. Don't forget Bill Buckley with you this afternoon. Food and drink. Uh, Bill will be celebrating today. Time for a barbecue. I'd enjoy it. Could be the last one. He's going to be joined by Leonie Sidgwick from the National Barbecue Association. They'll be discussing tips, menus and other great ideas to make your barbecue a huge success. Bill will also be appreciating cheese with the owner of La Cava Fromage and discussing why a good cheese plate is essential at a dinner party. Mm. Bill Buckley, food and drink Sunday from Fort. Look, at they're doing Christmas on Sky News. Oh, it's finished. <laughs> it was so exciting. <laughs> It kind of just changed you your life. You were in heaven there, weren't oh, you? I could li- oh, <laughs> Emails went to the wind. What Any is it about Christmas was... that just makes you feel nice? It does make you feel good. I but love not, going past people's houses not in August. when they're decorated inside. <laughs> and you go, oh, that's nice. Don't do it and have, not have the curtains open. Have the curtains open oh, and yeah, share yeah, you've it. Oh, yeah, you've got to have your curtains open. But listen, can I just get back, back onto like, summer well as we bush. are in August? <laughs> Mm, lovely. Um, seagulls in oh. the Telegraph. This is just a light-hearted little thing. Well, actually, it's not so light-hearted because they are apparently becoming such a menace. Yeah. Um, holidaymakers complain of being mugged by fearless birds stealing chips, sarnies and ice creams. Um, and one council is imposing fines of up to two and a half grand on people caught feeding the birds. Feed the birds. Yeah, <laughs> Stop it. Um 
Uh, they're they're tr trying to consider how to curb gull populations, including uh, the use of folk. Fol I can't speak Falcons. today. I can't. It's really honestly, it's just been a downhill struggle ever since I got up. Falcons. A falcon? A man with a falcon. Well, and what does the falcon do? It sort of scares the seagulls? Kills pigeons. Kills pigeons. Yeah. No, does yes. it really? Yes. It's there to scare them off. But unfortunately, at the moment, it's also targeting seagulls, which is quite good. So, no, seagulls have just had babies. Yeah, but I cannot believe that this man with the falcon is then allowing the falcon to actually, in front of everybody, kill the other birds. Well, they, they tend to run for their lives. Oh, I see. So he doesn't get many. The, he did the other week. He was demonstrating it to somebody. He's there every morning. He's, he's paid by the and, council. And then when he's got the bird and the bird has actually died, is he left to sort of mash it up and eat it? Or no. is the bird just left No, it, in fact, he, he did have one the other day. I, and he said, oh, look, it, what it does, it flies around, then it'll sit on a lamppost and watch. But, of course, all the other birds are aware of it. Right. And they will stay away. So it will, it's a great deterrent. Great deterrent. It will go back to him. He feeds it dead mice. <gasps> He has a bag full of dead mice, Pleasant. and it just waves it, and it obviously enjoys eating dead mice. Right. Without a fricassee sauce inside. No. <laughs> not a chip, nothing, not a Brussels sprout. Goes in there, and, uh, and it scares off uh, seagulls as well. But the seagulls have started dive-bombing it, because they think it's after their young. Oh! At the moment, it's seagull young time. Oh, I see. Well, they are so predatory, and apparently, the ice cream flavour that they like the best... Guess what the ice cream flavour is they like the best? Know, vanilla? No, vanilla's second. Oh, strawberry. So, yes, strawberry. strawberry first, and the one that they don't go for at all... Chocolate. Well, they do quite oh. like chocolate, but no, that's the least, that's the least favourite. Orange lollies. Don't take a peck at an orange Isn't lolly. I used to like orange lollies. I don't Did like you? orange lollies. No, no, I don't like orange They're lollies. Boring. I used to like that um, lolly called a rocket. Do you remember a rocket? It was red, white and blue. That's taking me back. Don't look at me in that tone of lipstick. You can there tell that the Alan Titchmarsh <laughs> show's coming back, can't you? We've started on those kind of things again. No, I said that in all innocence. Yeah. I did so. Yeah, right. Oh. Okay, I believe you. Thousands <laughs> wouldn't. <laughs> uh, 84850, steve at Did anybody have a question? Martina Navratilova's sexual gender. No, because no, no. he didn't. No. Well, she was a woman. She just happens to be gay. Well, this woman says she's a woman as well, and nobody's <laughs> taking a blind bit yeah, of notice. Yeah, but Martina Navratilova didn't look like a man. Really? <laughs> Must be looking at the wrong television picture. Looked fairly <laughs> butch to me. Butch, but not like a man. There but is this a woman difference. Looks butch, but she, she keeps saying, "Excuse me, I woman." I, yeah. I don't, no, you're not. She's she probably doesn't... now. She's going to go into rehab. Oh no, she's How not. Embarrassing. It can't be the first time it's happened in her life. You can't grow up. Her village like... say it is. <laughs> She's, you know, be like me walking out of people saying, are you a woman? Go, Pardon? <laughs> I look like a woman? <laughs> Very funny. Oh, Very funny. Uh, Steve, I don't agree with fakes, but you've also got to look at the big stores who sell, sell school uniforms for a tenner. And the workers get about uh, £3 yeah. a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I agree with you. I mean, it's, it, well, it's come down to even less than a tenner now. Actually, there is a parity when you think about yes, it. Yes, there is. Yes, yeah. I agree. Uh, another one here. Nikki says... Um, I've just been uh, out... Uh, sorry, I was, I've just woken up feeling a tad dehydrated. I celebrated my 30th at a Japanese karaoke bar. Happy birthday, Nikki. Belated. Yeah, a karaoke bar. I'm not sure about that. Mm -hmm. I don't, uh, don't do karaoke. I've never... I can't sing, no. so I don't do karaoke. Well, they go on the X Factor. It doesn't stop them, does it? A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of a shame, actually. Uh, Steve, with your week's holiday, why don't you and Alan Dodge and go on coach trip? By Wednesday, you'll be able to go off and do something else. They're bringing greyhound coaches to Britain. Yeah, we've already got coaches for a pound. I noticed one the other day. I followed one down the motorway, and it said on the back, a pound. 
Really? And the, the greyhound coaches are a pound. But as aren't well, they much they? bigger and they've got free Wi-Fi and air conditioning and free papers? Yes, they have got free Wi-Fi, Yeah, which right. is very good. Isn't that clever? Yeah. Many, I always feel sorry if people have to sit there. It's like people who sort of, you know, put, put their laptop in their bag and then trek to Starbucks and sit there doing their work. Yes, I know. Stay and at take home. up a table for the whole yes. morning. And they just sit there with a miserable couple. Of, stay at home. <laughs> don't even buy a muffin. Yes, don't buy a muffin. <laughs> no, uh, they don't even buy a muffin. <laughs> Uh, Steve, do you remember the guy you interviewed on Five's Company who was dressed up like an elf? Yes, this was a, an Irish man and his uh, wife, and they dressed up as elves, and he, ha- he sat on a mushroom. Why? Because he thought he was an elf. And he no, no, fa- why, why did they dress up as elves? I don't know, she wasn't happy with it. Uh, she didn't want to do it uh, a Oh, lot. surprise, surprise. And, and his, his wife used to dress up as well, and, she, and he would go, hi, diddly-dee, and all this kind of thing. But he used to... But he had fake legs that draped over the side of the toadstool. Very strange. And did they do this in their private lives or just, just for sort of public consumption? I think they did it privately <laughs> as well, to be honest. I've, I've got no idea uh, if... That, we did have them on a couple of times on Five's Company. Mm. I don't know where you'd, where you'd find them now. No. I think she divorced him. She was sick to death of dressing up of as dressing an elf. dressing up as an elf. Well, you would be, wouldn't she you? She didn't want it. You know. She wasn't happy. No. She had to put the little thing on, the little epaulettes. No, no. wasn't happy. No. Not nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as I say, trying to find stuff in the paper today is is a little bit difficult. I've got something, because I thought it was really good for everybody to know, from um, the Thursday Mail, actually. Um, I know it's not today's mail, but I haven't found it in today's paper, and it is important that candles, they're saying candles, yes. can be very, very dangerous. Only I mean, not candles. very, very, only the cheap ones. Yeah. And not not if you burn the odd candle at, you know, at night or at the odd dinner party. But if you're having candles surrounding you, the cheaper candles, in a bathroom or an area with very little ventilation, yeah. it can be damaging. So, soy candles, are the, are they favourite? Soy? they soy candles made from soya right. oil and all whatever they make them from. Right. And uh, they are the, uh, the best because they tick every box and they're not I dangerous. always worry about people falling asleep with candles. You know, mm. and not just upright candles, but the um, they're the ones that fall over. Because I told you, I bought this beautiful candle in um, in a shop in London ages ago, and it looks like a Christmas tree decoration. No, I can't believe you're saying that. If I brought it in, you'd go, that's beautiful. Well, I tell you, it's obviously <laughs> not made to be lit, because I left it lit on a big stand. I bought a beautiful stand in the Harrods Christmas thing now. Yeah. <laughs> and I might have to go back and buy another one. But anyway, and this thing, when it got down to the middle, the whole thing just opened up, and it all fell down the side. I had it everywhere. Back of the television, oh, everything. Was so it was, expensive? Yeah, it was about a fiver. Well, that's not expensive. Came from Fortnum and Masons. Well, they shouldn't do that. Well, to be honest with you, it looks lovely, but don't ever light them. That's and don't the ever trouble. go away. Beeswax, by the way, beeswax is safe. They use those in churches. Yeah, but They're don't nice. leave your candles. I've got friends who l- had a real tree, a real Christmas tree, as we're with talking candles. about Christmas. Lit it, no. then went into the other room for dinner. House burnt down. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. It caught. One of the candles really? fell over. Result. <laughs> <laughs> That's Not the one we they just were looking for. Dinner, for. And, you know, it just it just put a damper on the evening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ruined our dinner. The sprouts were cooked to perfection. <laughs> Unfortunately, the cat wasn't looking too promising afterwards. How awful. No, I mean, candles on trees are lovely, but don't leave them. Don't leave sake, them. They drip. Well, always buy. If you buy candles, buy non-drip. I'd never put candles on a tree, real or false tree, you know. You're just in asking Germany for and trouble. in Austria. I've yeah. got some, they're little, they're Christibaum holders. You've got little some. tiny things. Uh, I've never used them. Uh-huh. Never used them. And you stick them on, you put little, like, birthday candle type yeah, things Yeah, 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 yeah. But never, never light them. No, no. Never light. It's not worth it. It's not worth the hassle of losing your house. Yes, quite. To be honest. <laughs> 
don't want to sort of point but out. But ordinary candles, obvious. I don't want anybody to get scared, but it's the it's the ones made of paraffin wax um, that can re- release a potentially harmful um, carcinogenic chem- chemicals. But yeah. only if you're doing it all day, every day, really. Yeah, I mean, I do like candles. Mm, I do. Scented candles. I've started enjoying on the television, because I've seen a few repeats the other day, grand designs. Oh, Kevin MacLeod. Very good. Do you know, you go there, and he starts to say with everybody, well, of course, they're never going to get this finished. And of course, every week they manage <laughs> to get it A finished, and B, it looks sensational. Yeah. There's been some fantastic ones. He's good. It's a good I'm not sure I've got enough years left in my life to rebuild a house or do some of them are lovely i know and he's got a really good book i can't remember what it's called now but i've got it somewhere at home and really really he's, nice. he's a good guy yeah yeah I, guy. I like it i love it. all these people who have all this money for rebuilding a house mm. i'm i'm very impressed i have to tell you uh eight for eight five oh steve said um one here that says uh are, are tattoos you know bad on everybody including lbc presenters absolutely <laughs> I don't think LBC presenters have tattoos. <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. I know Bill Buckley's got a very small one, but that's another story. And it's rather hidden, anyway. And it's very hidden. Exactly. It's, it's not actually on display. Mm. So we, 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 we're happy to sort of ignore that one, I think. But a lot of you talking about fake goods. Uh, one a goldfish hanging in a plastic bag earlier this summer. Well, you shouldn't. You can get the place closed down. It's totally illegal to have anything hanging in a, in a bag now, I'm afraid. I don't, I don't like it. Uh, birds don't eat chocolate. It's deadly poison to them. Oh! Oh, that's why they didn't like the chocolate ice Feed it to so the much. pigeons. Go round Trafalgar Square. <laughs> exactly. give, them, give them that. <laughs> Go and get your galaxy <laughs> and your dairy Exactly. Board. Go and get it as quickly as possible. <clears throat> Another one here. Since all this <clears throat> health and safety rubbish started, it comes in that all church organs can't be played because they circulate dust. Oh, give over. Ridiculous, isn't it? <sighs> Take an antihistamine if you're going to suffer. Yeah, <laughs> suffer about things like that. We love it, actually. Uh Another one here, the 800-metre runner currently being gender-tested, Casta Semenya. Casta Semenya, yeah. Yeah, and it says here, it's an anagram of, yes, a secret man. Isn't that funny? Oh, So, Casta Semenya. It does look like it could be an anagram of that. Yes, a secret man, would it? I'm going to work that out. That would be quite funny, actually. Oh, that's amazing. Clever person. Because in the yes, somebody's writing it should be faster, Semenya. Yeah. I'm just going to work that out. Good. Yes, <laughs> hang on a moment. Does it work out? I think it works out. I think quickly. it does work out. Well, I, I can't do that quickly. I'm not oh, good no, at things like this. Go. Oh, 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 yes, it works out. It works out. Yes, yes, a secret man. Yes, it does work out. Unbelievable. I think it does. All right. The pressure's on. Okay, looking forward to the topless pictures of Julie Peaslee, <laughs> fantastic, with some candles. And uh, bless your heart, have a nice day. Thank you very much. We've got the news coming up very shortly on LBC. I'm doing it fully clothed, it has to be said. Spoil sport. I was working for a tyre-fitting company. Was... Well, there you go. So we've now worked it out. Julie's very excited by this. So Casta Semenya, who is the athlete who the sexuality is in doubt, the gender. And it is, if you take all the letters, it does spell out, yes, a secret man. Isn't that fantastic? I mean, how how clever is that? Ground-breaking on the programme this morning. Thank you, Julie, very much. Thank you, Steve. Have a lovely day. We're back the other side of the news. Don't forget my How Low, please. Finishes in an hour's time. It's your chance to get your hands on a special Dell laptop. And don't forget your gadget queries. Get those questions in pretty quick. Don't be disappointed. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. I need a lie-down at the moment. <laughs> Morning, everybody. Four minutes past ten is the time. Don't forget the Steve Allen... I, I want you not to forget this today. The Steve Allen special. It's a Dell laptop. Can be yours. In our How Low Reverse auction. Stunning matte finish. 160 gigabytes of hard drive. Perfect for storing music, photos, important documents. You can listen to LBC. It's fantastic. Lowest unique bid will win. 
lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Bids in by 11 o'clock this morning. Text Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight two one. So Steve, then your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight two one. The bid will cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close 11 o'clock this morning. You've got 55 minutes. You must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Have you come in to ask if I'd like a cup of tea? I bet you have, haven't you? Oh, it's fabulous. I would, thank you. What a nice surprise. I always like getting a cup of tea. And uh, we've got all your questions now for Darren. He's back with us in the studio. OK. What? Oh, that's my cup. Sorry. OK. So, God, it's all going on there today, isn't it? So, 84850, uk. But don't leave it too late, all right? Because if you leave it too late, then you get very... Just, sometimes we get people who send them in and towards the end of the programme. It's only 25 minutes. And then we go, we haven't got enough time. So, uh, be quick off the mark for next week. Morning. Morning, right. Actually, if you're out today, before you, if you're going to go to any of these places, Legoland, London Dungeons, Madame Tussauds, Warwick Castle, Sea Life Sanctuary, Alton Towers, Chessington World of Adventures, and you haven't booked your tickets in advance, buy The Observer, get two for one. And they've got one. two for one. So if you turn up at Chessington today without a ticket, it'll cost you 33 quid each to get in, but with yeah. this voucher, you get two people in for that. So it's worth buying The Observer just for that. Okay. All right. So uh, go and get the Observer, then you get the, uh, the discounts on that yeah. one. Happy birthday for yesterday. 60 something. That's Iris. And she's been to Patisserie Valerie, 162 Piccadilly. You'd love the cakes. I've seen. <laughs> you don't need to tell me about the cakes at Patisserie Valerie. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, also, a lot of people asking where the presenter Catherine G has gone to. I don't know. She used to do this place in the sun. Do you know, they went to Poland the other day, trying to buy a flat in London. Walthamstow, 170,000 gets you what can only be described as a box in the attic of a house. Horrible. Poland, two-bedroom, garden. The maintenance, they go in the garden and the presenter goes, oh, by the way, there's a maintenance charge for the underfloor heating, for the rubbish clearance in the garden, and it's £55 a year. <laughs> 55 And so this one went, £55 a year? She went, yeah. She went, Why is it so cheap? She went, it's Poland. <laughs> exactly. It's by Warsaw much cheaper. Unfortunately, if you're going to buy... Um, you know, anything, anything electrical, still better to get it in the country that you come from, which is a lot easier. The touchscreen tablet from Apple, the tablet computer. Yep, it's been on the news today, and it's in the Observer as well. And uh, it's all speculation, I have to say. Yeah. They're, uh, nobody actually knows what they're going to come up with. Um, Apple have been denying all year that they're going to do a tablet computer, but that usually means they are going to do one. Whether it comes out this year or not, we do not know. Wow. So what? So what? When they say a tablet computer, what do they mean? A tablet so it's going to be computer? slightly bigger than your iPod Touch or your iPod iPhone, right. but it's going to be smaller than a laptop. Right. Now, my only problem with all of that is how are you going to hold it and type at the same time? And is it a separate keypad or no? Is no, you key- tap on the oh, screen. Oh, you tapping on the screen. Yeah. So if you oh, imagine, right. you've, you've all seen the iPhone. Yeah. You've all seen a laptop. Now I'm trying to imagine something in between, about eight to ten inches, and see if you can uh, t- type away on that. And see what happens. Yeah. I'm not sure that it's going to work. But we'll no. see. Trouble is, Apple have always said that they wouldn't go into the tablet market unless they could come up with something that's very, very special. Yeah. But, of course, once... So it'll be an intuitive touchscreen. Well, who knows? At, At about the, ten inches. I'm trying to think what ten, ten inches looks like. Well, we'll mm-hmm. see whether it's true or not. There is an event in September with Apple, but I suspect that's going to be the new range of iPods. Yeah. They reckon... It'll cost around $600, around 300 Apple don't make laptops for $600. £363, An iPhone, An iPhone off contract costs you 500 
They said that at $600, Munster calculate that sales of $2 million could add $1.2 billion to Apple sales. This is a company... Oh, to be honest with it, I mean, <clears throat> would, it, would it plug in, or would it... You'd charge it up, right. and then you'd be able to wander around. But where would you put it when you're wandering around? Who cares? <laughs> you're going to buy one anyway. quid. It's not going to be... No, I mean, it, this is purely speculative. This is a company moment. that's got $10 billion sitting in the bank. They're not going to worry about bringing out something that might... No, but they're going yeah. to... I mean, to be honest with you, everybody I've spoken to about the iPhone loves it. Everybody loves it. It's, you know, it's, it's classy. It does what it says on the, uh, on the packet most of the time. And everybody loves it. Is that, mm. is that kettle boiling? I bet he's forgotten. Completely, he's forgotten. Completely forgotten. I'll get your cup of tea. <laughs> Whole pile of questions here. <laughs> right, OK, let's, let's start going through... Uh, so let me just quickly refresh everything, just so I, I know where I'm starting from here. Uh, and this is one... This is from Dan, who says, A few weeks ago, and I don't know if this was you or not, you spoke of a free web design website and a free web design package. Can you remember the name of the site? There's loads of them. I can't remember which one we recommend. Yeah. There's lots and lots you can go... Clear design, webdesign.org. Yeah. There's lots and lots of different of, uh, online software that will do it for you. Right. Um, it depends how complex you want your site to be. Yeah. If you just want a basic package, it's quite easy to do it yourself. Okay. Right, here we go. Let's, let's plough through as many as possible. When I try to log on to my MSN, I have tried to enter too many times and locks me out. I've opened a new account, the same thing's happened again. Now, this is quite complicated. There's a four-page oh, explanation on what this could be. Um, first of all, you're going to have to scan your computer for spyware. That's one of the common causes. Right. So you spy bot or both. Run it, make sure there's nothing going on. Also run your antivirus software as well. Repair or reinstall Internet Explorer because um, Internet Hotmail may doesn't like corrupted browsers. Or try Firefox, see if it works on Firefox. Uh, switch, uh, so lower your security just for a little bit. Go into your security option on your browser, lower it, then try and log in again, see if that works. Um... And um, the other thing, quite interestingly enough, is you've got to make sure that the time on your computer is correct because Hotmail works um, with the time on your computer. And if your time's wrong, so if you say it's 6.30 and it's actually 9.15, it's not going to work either. Right. So try all those things. Okay. Change your browser. Try and download Firefox if that helps. Lower your security. Enable cookies as well. Right. All sorts of um, things you have to do for that one. God, Frank, I would trust you to start off with yeah, a complicated know, one. Very complicated. If you didn't get that, you'll have to podcast the programme and get it back in. I don't think there's a free Steve Allen podcast at the moment. I'm not sure, actually. Is there a free? No, I don't know. We don't, we don't think there is, actually. We think there's just the normal podcast. You get the programme, but you don't get the, uh, the adverts and the news and the bits and pieces like that. Uh, Luigi. I don't know if you, have you got a copy of this one? I'm desperate for your PC Guru's help. Last night I received the following message on my PC. Critical system warning, your system is infected with version Trojan, Win32, Agent, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. OK, once launched, the Trojan copies its body to the current user's window. I have Windows XP with a 2009 version of uh, Casper Sky Antivirus. And uh, now, should the antivirus have picked up on this Trojan? How do I deal with it? Right, we've had lots of that, with that question, with that uh, particular yeah. virus. So we've put a link on your blog on how you get rid of it. Right, OK. So if you go to Steve Allen's blog, there is a link... Today's blog, or...? It's already, um, where's Gary gone? He's making your tea. You've got to make my cup of tea. Well, it will be on by the end of the hour, okay. put it that way. We right. found a solution on Semantic's website, and it's a step-by-step -step solution. We can't tell you on air, because it would take forever. OK, there so... There are certain things you have to do to remove it. All right, it'll be on my blog later. Yeah, make sure, everybody, right. if you're using a PC rather than a Mac, that your antivirus software definitions are up-to-date. Up to date. 
all right? Yeah. We tell you that week after week, but still people have these yeah. huge problems. We're people trying ignore to them. Through. They get all these security updates and they just click no because it's quicker. Uh, in the long term, it causes lots of problems. Ridiculous. Uh, one here from Rita says, Real Player opens on my computer, and I get the following message. Real Player could not locate the specified file, browse, remove, OK, or cancel. I just cancel it. I don't remember having opened this Real Player. Could it be because I watch a TV programme? Yeah. There you go. Simple <laughs> as that, Rachel. It's because you're you watching can a TV programme. Yeah, and lots of uh, websites use Real Player so you can listen to them on air. Yeah. I don't know if LBC still does, but they use Real Player for a while. Yeah. But lots of websites use Real Player. Right. So, th- so that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, Brian says, what can cause my PC mouse to dance all over the screen? Though not frozen, I find it difficult to immobilise the pointer hardware. It says mouse is properly installed. If it's a laser mouse, I, you turn it upside down, it's got a little red yeah. light, which is what we have here. I've got laser mice. Yeah, you've got to make sure that you're using either a proper mouse pad. If it's not doing that, it oh, reflects oh. all over the place. Oh, right. you, see, you know, sometimes here the, the mouses don't work properly. Um, if it's mouse a, mats. Yeah. If it's a ball mouse, the old-fashioned type, you have to take the ball out, clean it, put it back in again. Yes, and that you do quite simply. Yeah. Take it out, get, get, get your ball in your hand, just rub it around a little bit, get it a little bit wet... And then put it back in there, and it'll work fine. We used to have that all the time at the last place. I mean, I was constantly having to say to people, get the ball out, you know, rub it round your hands a few times, pop it back in again. And it, it should work perfectly, actually. Uh, have you heard of Advanced Systems Care? No. No. No, we haven't, Freddie. Simple as that one. We haven't, I'm afraid. What's the square root of 142? I don't know. No idea. Is there a square root of 142? Just asking. Uh, These random questions that come up. One from Dave. A question about the iPhone 3GS. Can I switch applications without existing one and starting up the other, like I can on PC? No, you can't. Um, What happens with uh, iPhone 3GS and iPhone 3G, actually, is that it uses push technology now. So if you're using something like the eBay website or one of the messaging services, you can close it down... But if someone sends you a message, it will pop up again. Right. So it won't run all the time. It's to do with uh, the way it uses your battery. If you leave all these pieces of software open, the battery would run out very quickly. So Apple have designed it in a way that it shuts it but still informs you if something's going on. Right. Strangely enough, actually, uh, watch it on your iPhone. I got sent some pictures from my godchildren on holiday. By God, it used the battery up fast. Yes, it does. Oh, whoosh, whoosh. I mean, I thought all of a sudden it went, you know, re- well, you recharge. lower your brightness on the screen on the iPhone yeah. as well to... Uh, prolong the battery life. Yeah. And also... Don't send me any more pictures. If you're on <laughs> if you're on a wireless network, for example, you can turn the 3G off. You don't need both. Yeah. That'll save your battery. OK. Uh, can't listen to LBC as the site's not going to buffering, says Moira. That's going to have to go to your technical department yeah. here. I don't know what the answer to That's that is. That's us. So yeah. go to... You'll go onto the LBC website and there'll be a, a page on there yeah. where you can write into the technical team and they will do that Find for what's you. what's going on. Yeah, they will sort that. Uh, Steve, why does Darren only get half an hour on the show? <laughs> We can't afford any more, okay? Simple as that. No point lying I'm very to. expensive. It's very expensive, yeah. and frankly, in a 30, 35 pence a minute, it's ridiculous. So that's why. So we have lots of. Oh, let's do the travel, shall we now? And uh, we'll find out the state of London's roads. Waiting patiently, Emma Sweeney. Thank you very much, Steve. Well, if you're travelling on the M20 between Junction 2 for Browns Hatch and the M25 London bound, two lanes have had to be closed off because of a two car accident, so expect delays along that stretch. If you- Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's Sunday breakfast, 17 minutes past 10. Trying to sort out your questions. Will Orange get the iPhone? No. Well, actually, somebody somebody mentioned last week that um, they rang Orange to get their pack code to get rid of their iPhone because they wanted to buy an iPhone. Oh, yeah. And the Orange say that they're going to be launching the iPhone in September. Really? Not the 3GS, but the 3G one. Right. So wait and see. I think I might change my one for a 3G. 
you've got a 3G. No, sorry, not 3G. 3GS. Yeah, 3GS. Well, I'd wait until the new year. I think there'll be another new iPhone on the way. Really? Mm. Oh, well. All right. <laughs> uh, we have a Toshiba laptop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with a split hard drive. One hard drive fills up while the other one remains empty. When we try to transfer files to the other hard drive to free up space, it causes problems. Desktop icons stop working. We try to reassociate the short... It's gone. We try to reassure... <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Sorry. We try to um, would... reassociate the shortcuts, but still they don't work. What's the correct way to transfer files from one drive to another? I would do them in small chunks rather than trying to move great big lumps at the same time. Why, don't, why, doesn't, why doesn't the computer use the second drive automatically? Because the C drive will be seen as the main drive and will keep... You, you have to tell it where you're going to save it if you don't want to save it on the C drive. Right, OK. Um, it's like you you have the same problem. Yeah. You store, you download all this stuff and it stores it on your C drive and your D drive is empty. Yeah, well, now I've so got stuff onto my external. Yeah, so you've got a little shortcut on your desktop and you can just drag it across. Which is much easier. Yeah. And it frees, and also because if you've got too much stuff on your desktop, it slows the computer it down. Does, indeed. Uh, I have Linux. Is it Linux? Linux. Linux. And what printers are compatible? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> no idea. The sound of wind yes. blowing down the... Yeah, looking at Gary because Gary played with Linux for a day or two. Yeah, um, there are lots of forums, Linux forums online, and there are lots of people out there that will help you. Yes, front. so have a word with them. Yeah, go if you type in Linux into Google. Google, there's a whole Linux forum. Yeah. And there's lots of people that talk and ask the question. Uh, Vanessa gets forty emails a day, but the email isn't addressed to me. It just has a number. They're all from foreign medical companies, and usually about penis enlargement. Get some Vanessa, good. that's lovely for you, and, um, you know, as obviously you blame with Brian beforehand. But I'm blocking them. There's lots of uh, spam software out there, which yeah. will stop all that stuff coming into your inbox. I noticed there was a few on Magic Week the other day. Somebody had uh, asked somebody for a piece of magical equipment, and they were getting spammers contacting them. Yeah, of course. As soon as you put your email address on the web People anyway, you, yeah, because there's... What computers do is they trawl the internet automatically and just yeah. download your email address. Yeah. How can I automatically push podcasts to my iPhone without having to manually sync? There is an option in iTunes that will automatically do that. So if you're already manu manually managing everything, then that's why you're having to push it. But uh, tick the button. There's a little button. We don't have iTunes on these computers, unfortunately. No. But there is a, a button where you can tick it and it says update automatically. Uh, read your first three problems, says Nigel. You've missed the best advice. Get a Mac. Thank you. 12 is the square root of 144. He said 142, actually. Yeah. So uh, that's why we were, we were curious. I, I could have done the 144 one myself. Uh, Carlos has a Samsung Blade. Trying to set up an email account. Not sure what to key into the incoming server. It depends what your internet provider yeah. is. If you're... Um, what you have to do is go to the website of your internet service provider. Mm. There's usually a search option. And then do mail settings. Generally, generally speaking, what it is, if you're with BT Internet, for example, it would be mail.btinternet.com. Yeah. If you're with Pipex, it would probably be mail.pipex.com. Right. But we don't know which service provider you're with, so have a look on there on your ISP website. Okay. John in Wembley Park says, have occasional annoying appearance of full green screen when free sat is in use. I've been told this can be a common symptom. Yeah, sometimes um, the box is a bit unreliable, or if your aerial signal goes a bit weird, mine... My Freeview box occasionally, very occasionally, lags for about a second, and then it catches up. Okay. Try unplugging. I know we say this every week. Try unplugging it. Leave yeah. it off for a few minutes, and, and then plug, plug it, it all in, back in yeah. again. Make sure your cables are in their sockets properly. Okay. Yeah. Just make sure that. Actually, sometimes take them out and give them a good blow. That'll be it. And that works. It does. The Samsung Blade be interesting. <laughs> a little review, actually. 
Samsung Blade. See what it's like. <laughs> uh, question from David. I've just bought a laptop. I want to install Microsoft Office, but I've lost the product code for Microsoft Office on my desktop. Is there any legal way I can get free Microsoft Office or just Word because I like to avoid paying out for it again? There's no legal way of getting it for free, no. Um, no. There is alternative software. If you go to Open Office, they provide a suite of Office mm. uh, software. Just type in Open Office into Google and you can download it. If you've got the computer that Office was originally on, you can search for the product code on that and use it again on the new one. Mm. But you won't be able to use it on the old one anymore because it okay. will say. But right. Office now, if you go on Amazon, you can get it quite cheaply, 60, 70 quid. Gosh, 60, 70 quid, quite well, cheap. Well, above. you shouldn't lose the product code if you've paid a lot of money for it. Yeah. I've got a problem with my PC. Uh, it makes a noise like a Hoover vacuum. You can't even listen to music because of the noise. Sounds, Sounds like, like a noisy overheating, fan yeah. Overheating. You might need to open... Is it a desktop computer? Don't know, it says PC. If it's a desktop, you can open it up, clean up all the dust, get a little hoover, yeah. do it very carefully. Right. And make sure the uh, fan is nice and clean. Otherwise, you might have to replace the fan. Oh, right. Fans don't cost very much money. Thank you, Martin, very much indeed. I can't hear it in the studio because I can't uh, listen to these things on here. But I think he's obviously put, put together the... Uh, Alan! 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 Steve! Steve! from that advert on the television, but I think he, he must have turned it round the other way. <laughs> so now it says my name. Thank you, Martin, yeah. very much. But I can't hear it down here. For I don't know why, uh, but thank you very much indeed. send it to yourself. Yes, I should send it to myself and then I can do it. Mm. Um, my 30-year-old son is saving to buy a specialist gaming laptop for about three grand. What on earth is a gaming laptop? I don't even know what a gaming well, laptop is. <laughs> if you're really into your PC games, then yeah. you buy a really high-end laptop or computer that plays, games. that plays games. And why it's so expensive is because they use two graphics cards. They have to be cooled by water, usually. Cooled by water? Yeah, they have water-cooling systems, all sorts. Oh. Are they worth that amount? Well, when you consider you a gaming. Well, when you consider a PlayStation 3 is 250 quid, I know what I'd buy. Yeah. Because you could go on a very nice Six. holiday... You could go on a very nice holiday with the remaining two thousand seven hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, it's a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. Or an Xbox for one hundred and eighty quid, or a, I don't know. But if you're a serious, serious gaming, but remember, it's with laptops, with laptops, you'll never get that money back. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's too it's much. Like money. buying a brand new car. The minute it leaves, yes. yeah, the minute it leaves the. If I buy a brand new Rolls Phantom at three hundred and sixty thousand, I can drive it out the showroom. By the time I've got home, it's down to about two hundred and twenty thousand. So that's that's it. Put it this way, I wouldn't. By the I following year, it's worth less than a hundred. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't spend three hundred. But I mean, you know, if you if, he, he's, if he's got three thousand, he's, he's, he's thirty. He can do what he likes. Yeah, yeah. But I love that he's saving to buy it. <laughs> Put it on a deposit on the house. Yeah, it is. Actually, a lady wrote in and said, "I'm using my laptop outside. Does the sun harm it? I'm surprised you can see it." To be honest with you, I can't see on the screen at all. I'm hopeless mm. on things like that. So the answer is, no, it doesn't harm it. You're not going to leave it in brilliant sunshine, are you? No. Or anything like that. Don't leave your iPod in the sunshine, by the way. No. Until they sort out this problem with them yes. exploding. Yes. Mind you, we had that with innocent smoothies, didn't we, a short yeah, while ago? Did, yeah. They started exploding they all over fermented. the place. Yeah, the moment, if, if, if they've been in somewhere and they've sat on a trolley in a supermarket and they've, and they've, uh, they've gone a bit warm and then they put them on the shelves, there's a chance mm. they can go bang. I'm frightening you. Uh, I've got a new Samsung HD camcorder that saves files as 1080mp4 only. However, I do not have any software that can convert it to DVD or MPEG-2. Can you tell me how to convert and preserve quality? I have XP, says Darren. Uh, Gary's going to answer this one. It's oh, appearing it? on your screen as, you oh, right. as we speak. Okay. This, um, he's the video man. He's our video expert. 
Yes, it always worries me when people tell me that. But anyway, <laughs> he says, you could try using Xvid for the codec. OK, so Xvid for the codec, but you do need an encoding application like VLC. Which is free. Which is free. Yeah, and so is Xvid. Or if you can be bothered to spend some money, QuickTime Pro yeah. is, is worth getting. You can get that from the Apple website. Yeah. So there you go. So try using Xvid for the codec, but then you need an encoding application, VLC, both free. Mm. And, uh, and good luck with that, Darren. Thank you for that. Might, might be a bit complicated, so probably the other one is better. Spend a bit of money. Yeah. Spend a bit of money, I think, and go, go for that one. Help, 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 says Francis. Steve, Steve! It says, I can't download your podcast. The only ones I tend to do, actually, because of something called cookies that I have to sort out. I don't have a clue what to do. Go, make sure your cookies are turned on. I think if you're using Internet Explorer, doing it now. Mm. Tools, Internet Options, there'll be... Oh, there you are. Yeah. Cookies. Make sure it allows you to accept cookies. Right. Go to your security privacy, maybe lower it if it's very high, it won't allow it either. Right. OK. OK, so, uh, so that's what you have to do. Uh, another one here. While scanning my computer with AdAware, yep. the process stops partway through and says there's an error. I've uninstalled it and reinstalled, but still it happens. My antivirus and spybot are up to date. They're not picking up any issues. Uh, are malware bytes and super anti-spyware as good, or are there other ones I should look at? The first one I've had experience of is OK. I have no experience with the second one you've mentioned. Try starting the computer in safe mode, so when it starts up, push F8. Go to safe mode and mm. try running AdAware that way. Yes. See if that helps. Sounds like there might be something on your computer that's stopping Adware working properly. Yeah. Which is a bit worrying. Okay, Tony, I unplugged my eight-year-old desktop because of cleaning. When I plugged it back again, the computer wouldn't work. All I had was a black screen with a load of computer jargon, followed by no keyboard detected. I've checked the keyboard keys, none are stuck. I've tried pressing different keys and nothing happens. The connections at the back are okay, and I've tried switching off and unplugging everything. Well, just double-check the connections on the back. Yeah. Make sure you've put it in the right slot. If you do not, get a load of computer jargon on there, but then once yeah. it's gone through that, then it goes into the, the programme. Take, take the keyboard out and borrow a friend's computer, see if it works on theirs. Yeah. If it doesn't work, then you know there is a problem with the keypad. OK. Uh, and finally, Pat, who says, I've successfully downloaded the C-Cleaner. Thank you for that. Can you tell me how often it should be used and what is exactly it's cleaning? It's cleaning all sorts of things. The registry, it's cleaning all the internet stuff that you don't need anymore. Depends how often you... If you're online all day long, every day, I would do it at least once a week. If you're only using your computer once a week, then, you know, once a month will be fine. So yes. it depends how much you use your computer. Right. OK, thank you very much indeed. Uh, that's just about it. He's back next week at the same time, so we'll try and, uh, try and get all your, uh, all your problems sorted out. As I say, the answer is get in early, because otherwise you have a very uh, sad week sitting there at home hoping that it's all going to be working by the, uh, by the end of the programme, and it's probably not in many cases. If you missed any of that or any of them sounded interesting, then go back and podcast the programme later. There's also a page on the website, lbc.co.uk forward slash gadgets. OK, we'll sort it all out that way for you. Don't forget the Steve Allen special Dell laptop finishes at 11 o'clock this morning. It can be yours. 160 gigabytes of hard drive. Really nice. Lowest unique bid will win. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Uh, get bids in by 11. Text Steve, then your bid in pence, and send it to 88821. Steve, bid in pence, 88821. Bid will cost £1.50. Standard network rate. Lines close 11 o'clock today. Must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. LBC 97.3 Morning, everybody. 27 minutes to 11 is the time. More of your texts and emails in a moment. 84850stevedlbc.co.uk. And don't forget, my fantastic Dell laptop finishes at 11 o'clock this morning. And after 11, 
he's back again. Kevin's back with you. Morning, Kevin McGuire. Good morning, Comrade Steve. Comrade Steve, <laughs> I ask you. Well, let's say, if you can find something in the papers today, you're a better man than I. Yeah, I agree. It's I think tough. I th- I think the papers are, are pretty poor today. There's, mm. there's not a lot in no them. No effort, is there? Well, I think it's coming to the end of you know what's known in the trade as the silly season. Yeah, and they've been scraping the bottom of the the barrel. Well, I mean, I knew that X Factor would actually get coverage in the papers. I didn't think that Kerry Katona would be running on two papers this morning. Yeah, to no. be honest with you, with sort of another one of these, we've heard it all before stories. And, and as you said earlier, she's probably paid for it. Yes. Who says crime doesn't pay? Just a matter of interest, though. How much would a paper pay for that? Would that be, you know, like £20,000 or 30000 I would have thought it would be less than that. Maybe the news of the world yeah. has paid a £10,000 to, uh, top back, but nevertheless... Right. When you're accused of, of taking a, a Class A drug, yes. I could get you imprisoned. You might lose your kids if there's a, a, a battle over them and the yeah. social service move against you. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's not bad. It's amazing, them. though, isn't it, that in this day and age, and I've often complained about it, that no matter what people do, eventually somebody's going to buy your story. I watched The X Factor the other night, and I got really annoyed because this really fat girl was on there again whose family are on benefits, and they've been in the papers before. I'm thinking, no, she's been on X Factor. Now go away. Stop being so stupid. Stop wasting my time. Yeah, Simon Caldon has to get a very good talking point early I know. On. I know how he works, and I, I think it's terribly clever, but and it, it winds the country up. You watch these people, and I just get, just get angry. I know, but, but, I, but I suspect it will be a success in the way Big, yes. big Brother's run its course. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know if it's still on. Yeah, it, it, it is. They actually it? kicked a girl out the other day called B, who was revolting, and didn't realise until Davina started laying into her, saying, listen, do you know why... Everybody booed you because they don't like you. And she had no idea. I mean, she was so ignorant. She was stupid. Her mother didn't even want to respond to her while she was in there. But it is still running for a little while. I mean, it, r- it rarely gets in the Daily Star now, which is absolutely obsessed by, by Big Brother in the past. Yes. But, but the X Factor, just it has that X Factor. And mm. I, I suspect the ratings last night were, were huge, yes. will continue to be huge, and will make Simon Cowell a great deal even of money richer. on the what, what is amazing is that ITV pay him to have a programme which benefits Simon Cowell. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, the way it is now, Simon Cowell runs ITV. Yeah. ITV's in, in a huge hole. Advertising's disappearing. It's not got the money coming in because people don't, don't watch the adverts anymore. No. If you record it, you fast-forward through the adverts so they can't get the money. But somebody like Simon Cowell does bring in the viewers. Yeah. Oh, I, I think he makes terribly clever programmes. I think the editing is brilliant, you know, to show you the best. And he, he knows how to make a programme, whether or not the people are any good. But all, all they do is they bring out their one album... Lines his pockets. He's very happy. And on to the next program. I'd like to see you and him in a in a talk off. See who could uh, talk the legs of a hind I donkey. I think he he would he would probably come a close second. I, I think he would. I think <laughs> give, I think he'd give you a run for your money. But I think I he... love him. I, I think he's so clever because he's tapped into it. It's almost like how many more programs can I make that make this much money? Yeah. Well, you know, hats on hats off to him. Yeah. It's a, it's entertainment. We've got to remember. Yes. It's entertainment, and yeah. I pull my hair out of it some uh, sometimes over it and think, hang on, we're all being manipulated by it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still watching. Yes, I'm still watching too. At least you're not watching the X. No. Uh, sorry, the uh, Big Brother stuff. No, but you, you've, you're better now after that uh, bit yes. of dodgy fish. Yes, thank you. Yeah, a little bit. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I tell you, there's nothing worse than sitting in the bars from the early hours morning thinking, oh, I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be sick. Yeah. Some people are quite good at that sort of thing. Not me. I'm rubbish. No, I, I, I sort of, uh, you know, like a baby. But I've, uh, I brought you some biscuits. Some of your favourite chocolate oh, uh, Viscount biscuits. Very good when you were. My favourites. In fact, I didn't buy them. No. Uh, they're from a friend of Andrew Pierce's, who I was standing in for. Oh uh, yes. Sharon Pink. Sent thank them. you. Sharon, again, here's me supposed to not have biscuits, and I get biscuits now, which is lovely. Thank you. Well, to be fair, she actually gave you one pack, but I ate them myself uh, oh, over right. the weekend. So I went, I went to the supermarket, and I thought, should I, uh, <laughs> should I get him supermarket own brand, or does he want the real Viscount biscuits? I was going to leave you some of my uh, my strawberries today. 
Oh, they're the more expensive strawberries. These they always are pay the more expensive. Yes, I, I pay a lot for these. I will leave them for you, depending on what, what you've got on your show after eleven. Yes, well, we've, uh, we're looking at Afghanistan. What mm. next for Britain in Afghanistan after the elections? Do we stay and try and build a nation? Or do we just accept it's a security issue, reduce the number of troops, or do we pull out altogether? Do we stay or do we go? 206 British servicemen yes. and women have lost yeah. their lives. Although it's it's small feed, isn't it, compared to how many lost their lives in the, in the Great Wars and things like that. I know it's 206 people who shouldn't, but they appear to be very ill-equipped. It is, but that, that was a war, certainly the Second World War with mm. Hitler, where Britain was threatened with, with invasion. It's mm. not the same uh, in, in Afghanistan. We're not solving anything in Afghanistan. I don't think we are, personally. We don't, we're not going to find anything, are we? No, the, well, the government argues it's fighting al-Qaeda and terrorists who used Afghanistan as a base in 2001 to mm. launch the attacks on the United States, the Twin Towers, 9-11. Of course, those terrorists have gone over the border now into mm. Pakistan. They're yeah. not in Afghanistan anymore. But there's a poll today in the Mail on Sunday which shows 69% of people don't support Britain the war anymore. No, not surprised, not surprised. Okay, so we're doing that today and... Fox hunting. The Ooh. secret plans by the Conservatives to bring back fox hunting. Do you want to bring well, they back... do it hunting? still. They're still fox hunting. Well, they call it drag hunting now, don't they? Yes. Yeah, so, the, the interesting thing is the, the pro-fox hunting lobby mm. claim the laws are completely wrong and should be repealed and at the same time they claim there are more people fox hunting than ever before. Yes, I don't they, think they've stopped at all. No, they can't, they can't have it both ways. It's been very difficult to prosecute anybody yeah. who's accused of fox hunting, but it, it's one of those issues that people feel very emotional about. The for and the against camp are absolutely... Uh, they, they foam at the mouth over it. Yes. And of course, bringing back fox hunting won't do anything about the foxes that uh, go through my bins and, and create havoc. But they're actually, as opposed to country foxes, they're town foxes. We have them in, in Twickenham. We've got loads of them. And, they're, and they're, they're actually quite brave, but I've seen a couple over the past year with mange, which means that they then become dangerous because they wander in daylight into town centres and you see them sitting there and they're sort of, they look a bit skittish and nervous. Uh, and they've got very bold. There was one, a, fox, oh, yeah. a young fox came into our house recently, uh, r ran around, do the doors were open at the back, just wandered in. Really? And they've, they've, got, they've got used to hunting for food. Yes. They, they, because there's so many takeaways, people leave burgers. Yes. And, 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 and other food, well, you know... I'm surprised they aren't as fat as houses, then, to be honest with you, because, I mean, some of the rubbish that masquerades as a takeaway nowadays. Yeah, the, the, the obesity crisis and foxes. Right. Yes, that'll be a good one for the yes. animal rights lobby. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have to be honest, I mean, when, when it was going to be banned and they were going, all oh, the whippers in and the whippers out, they'll all be, you know, losing their jobs, they'll be shooting the, the, the foxhounds anywhere. I thought, well, they shoot them now. The, the moment they, they lose the scent, they're taken out and shot. They don't, you can't give them to a family to look after. Yeah, the, the only ban is on hunting with hounds. So yeah. you can't set your hounds on a fox, a hare or deer, which, uh, which used to happen. Right. You can shoot them, you can trap them, you can poison them, yeah. but you can't hunt with hounds. But and why? They, they live there. I don't understand this, you know. I always said arm the foxes with 12 boars. That could make it more interesting, you know. Three foxes trying to lift a 12 ball up to take somebody off the back of a horse. Yeah, we'd reverse Oscar Wilde's <laughs> old dictum and it would be the uneatable in pursuit of the unspeakable. Um, I, I love it. I mean, I, to be honest, I've never seen fox hunting. I've watched it on the, on the telly and things like that. I couldn't care less. I'm instinctively against, but I don't see it as a great priority. No. But there are some people who are think it's absolutely cruel and should yeah. go the way of, and stay the way of badger baiting, which used to happen. Yes. Uh, bear baiting, all those cruel sports that used to happen, and they will call fox hunting blood sports. Others who support it say, no, it's a field sport. And they say, well, it's just akin to angling. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. And the argument is, of course, you don't live in the countryside, so what would you know? Oh, I, no, I live on the London uh, borders, but the polls, opinion polls suggest a majority of people who live in the countryside are against it too. But it's, mm. again, it's, 
you know, when the economy's been in financial meltdown, when we're in a war in Afghanistan, when there are problems with education, when the health service is under huge pressure, when so many people are homeless, people are threatened with unemployment, crime is, is still a threat to a lot of people. How important is fox hunting? But it, do, it does concern a number of people. All right. After 11, you can discuss that and more with Kevin. Thank you very much indeed. OK. Thank Kevin you. with you after 11 this morning. I bet that'll get the phone lines ringing, won't it, with the, with the fox hunting and all the rest of it. I will leave the strawberries. I've decided it's a very, very good programme today, so you can have the strawberries. Thank you very much. Uh, let me just mention very quickly, uh, Trevor says... Uh, there's an open day, 10th to the 13th of September, bentleypriory.org. They've got a website. This is REF Bentley Priory. I mentioned earlier on the London Taxi Drivers Fund. They're in Covent Garden today in the northeast piazza. They'd love listeners to come and support them and have a fun afternoon. Tombola stand. Love a tombola. A light-hearted quiz stand and vintage taxis and much more. Uh, Peter Bradley had a great Saturday with brilliant weather at Northweald. The squadron teeming with life. Hopefully see you there in... September. I hope so too. Thank you very much indeed for uh, that. And uh, don't forget the Steve Allen special, the Dell laptop, finishes at 11 o'clock this morning. You've literally only got 17 minutes for this one. It's, uh, it can be yours. I'd love it to be yours. A Dell laptop. It's 160 gigabytes of hard drive. This one's in a stunning matte finish. Easy to use, fantastic 15-inch monitor. Clear and bright, so great for working when on the move. And as you know, you know, you can use your computer outside, but try not to leave it in, in full sunlight. You're right, though. Nice day like this. A shame to stay in. So it's good to get out, but take, take the radio with you, of course. Lois Unique Bid will win for the Steve Allen special Dell laptop. Lois Bid in pence that nobody else makes. So in other words, if I make a bit of 20 pence and you make a bit of 20 pence, cancels it out. If I make a bit of 20 pence and you go 22 and at the end of the auction... Nobody's gone under 20 and nobody else has picked that same number. It's yours. Simple as that. So the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes, which is a unique bid. Bids in by 11 o'clock this morning, 17 minutes away. Text Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight two one. OK, so Steve, then your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight. Two one. The bid will cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 11 today. You must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. And that's exactly the same place you go to for the blog later. We'll put that link on. I think Gary knows about that link, which uh, Darren's going to put on the blog later. Oh, it's already, oh, it's already there. Oh, blimey. It's already there. Uh, so fast is he. And don't forget that you can download the podcast of the programme. And if you want to know what we look like, if you go to YouTube... And then forward slash Steve Allen. And, um, and that means you can have a look at all the YouTube videos and everything else. Being a radio presenter, says Phil, can I ask who you buy your car insurance with? No, you can't, quite simply. But uh, unfortunately, being in a radio uh, presentational per- sort of a person, we're penalised. Because uh, anybody who works in radio or the media, especially in entertainment, they penalise you for being on the radio. I remember two insurance companies, the AA being one of them, wouldn't insure me. They, they just wouldn't touch me with a barge pole. And the reason is, and I only found it out some years afterwards, it's because they think you're going to have celebrities in your car. Now, of course, I do have celebrities in my car. Not all the time, but sometimes. And it's a case of if you have an accident, you know, they're going to be suing. Well, of course, I've had an accident, not a celebrity in there. We're still waiting for the money to come back. But uh, luckily, I'm, I'm protected with my eight years. So it should be, uh, should be quite good. But I've just paid my insurance for this year, fully comp, drive any other car as well. And I think it was... 690 for the year, fully comp, which I think is not too bad. Not too bad. But tough in this business. Ask anybody. And, uh, and, and people have to... People tell fibs. I've known people say, oh, I'm not actually in radio. I actually sort of work in it. You know, I'm, I sort of just, you know, 
tidy up or make cups of tea or something like that. And then uh, they go, oh, right, so it's, it's not as much money. So got to be very careful in this business. Dreadful. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Maggie says, any chance of having your old iPhone? Certainly not. I keep all my old phones. I'm starting a small museum, because I, I quite like old iPhones. OK, oh, no, in a minute, what, what's a cookie, says uh, Elena. Uh, it's a small round biscuit with sometimes chocolate chips or, or even currants in it. And very nice it is too. Sort of like the soft ones. 14 minutes to 11, Emma Sweeney. Thank you very much, Steve. If you're travelling on the M4 towards... Morning, everybody. 13 minutes... No, it's not. It's 12 minutes to 11. I was moving the time on a little bit. Sorry about that. Uh, Simon Calder, with you this afternoon from 2, his two-hour clinic. Now, don't forget, do phone up and ask him, because he'll know more than I do, about bringing in counterfeit goods or taking out counterfeit goods. And I think at the moment it only affects those travelling to and from France or those travelling to and from Italy. I might be wrong, but that's, that's what I've gathered so far. And if they catch you with counterfeit goods, be it a handbag or a shirt or something like that, they can confiscate it. In fact, they will confiscate and they will fine. It's as simple as that. So, so give him a ring because he'll be the, uh, the better man to tell you. Chuck Berry rode to the promised land on one, Paul Simon canoodled on another. But can the romance of America's greyhound bus really translate to the A3 from London to Portsmouth? Simon's destination of the week is Riga. The mayor may not think much of British stag parties, but Simon will hear how the Latvian capital's becoming the new aviation hub between West and East. And as always, he's on hand to solve your travel problems, whether or not you're in a red bus or a greyhound. So Simon Calder's Travel Clinic, Sunday afternoon between 2 and 4 o'clock. And don't forget, if, you are, if you're in the mood for podcasting, don't forget you can podcast Widdy from last week. All of Widdy's programmes. <laughs> this is after, especially when we had on... Was it Friday? It's either Thursday or Friday, where they, they were saying she could be a contender... On, on the Strictly Come Dancing. And to be honest with you, A, because she's not very tall. She's not a very tall person. They'd have to find somebody a bit shorter to dance with her. And um, it, it would be quite entertaining. She said that if John Sargent could do it, she could have a go at it. But I just don't see Widdy as gliding round the floor for some strange reason. If you go into the website, actually, and you must go to the website, A, you can see what we look like. Mine taken on a dreadful time in the morning. I really need to, should have been photoshopped. But you can go to lbc.co.uk forward slash gadgets. And Darren's page is there with recommendations and tips. OK, it's on the LBC website. OK, don't be too hard on foxes, Steve. They eat a lot of rats. What do, what, I don't understand. Why, why should they bother? They've got burgers and kebabs around, are we? They don't need to bother with... Um, nice to see that the travellers have settled into Richmond. And the police, all they've done is they've opened a gate and moved on to, uh, to a field there. And then, strange enough, we had somebody living in a tent... In Twickenham, a piece of grass at the bottom which the students sit on, and uh, and somebody's set up a tent, living in a tent. I can't believe it. And what's going on at the moment? And still the uh, the the Richmond roadworks go on. Uh, Steve, why do we have to see that national lottery show guesstimation? Just tell us the numbers, says Jan. Yeah, I could tell you the numbers. I don't want to actually actually tell you exactly the numbers there. Do the vintage taxes, says Steve, include vintage drivers? Quite possibly. I don't know what they've got down there. You'll have to go and check, I think. Uh, to the guy who wants to reinstall, says Ian, Microsoft Office on his new computer. If he can run the disk on another computer and goes to the help menu, the product code he needs is shown under the about option. OK. Which is very good. Uh, another one here. Uh, in the Howlow auction, should you start the text with Steve, Steve, Steve? Steve, Steve, Steve! It's so funny, that. Thank you, Martin. Yes, I'm well aware it's BBC copyright. What we, I think we might do is record our own. 
Well, I might get one for, with Alan this week. Steve, <laughs> Steve, Alan, Alan, Alan. Actually, it could be quite entertaining. Uh, Sunday Express Day, free CD, Glenn Miller. Love that film, actually, Glenn Miller. And I've just bought, what have I just bought on Amazon? I just bought a load of DVDs the other day. I had a sort of a breakdown. I've, I'm going through a James Cagney moment. It wasn't all, you dirty rat. Well, he sounded a bit butchered than that. But, I mean, it wasn't all of that, that kind of thing. It was, he did a lot of musicals. A lot of musicals. So now you know. Elena says, no, not, not cookies like with chocolate chips on. I mentioned the realm of computers. Because Gary likes the soft cookies. In fact, he's actually got some cookies there. Which is very nice. We can send some round, Elena. No, cookies are... Now, Gary will now explain this to me in my ear, and I will now relay it to you. So just... It's a thing on the internet, all right? And what... It means is the website will will it, it's a way of the website telling who you are. It's a bit like Amazon remembering who you are. So that's what cookies are. So in other words, if you go on to it's can be can be useful. Okay, <laughs> I've got no idea what I'm talking about on that. Not a clue. Honestly, he could have been speaking Chinese as far as I was concerned. Uh, Steve, loving the show, says Linda. Uh, with regards to replicas and for... I love the word replicas, because that's completely different, isn't it? The flagship of markets selling alcohol, replica DVD and tobacco, including every designer under the sun. And I know they're all over the place. The trouble is, they had a thing the other day where you can actually get, um, fake vodka. Which, of course, uh, there's a very good chance it can kill. Fake tobacco. I know it might seem stupid, but it's all out there. And people think that they're making... You know, that they're, they're sort of getting bargains, whereas this stuff can kill you. And don't ever buy fake DVDs. Don't ever buy fake DVDs. Unless you approve of uh, child abuse and prostitution and drug running and uh, killing people, that's fine. But if you don't, then just tell all your friends. The AA says, Duncan, only allow five call-outs. It stops the minicab firms having one card between 20 drivers. Protects the genuine member. Yeah, because my, my card will go for any car. Doesn't it? Because it's the person and not the car. So you're right. If it, it's a minicab firm and they've got one card, they get them called out to all these people. So they they just cut that back. So I think that's a I think that's a very good idea. Very good idea. Eight four eight five zero. Steve at lbc. co. uk. Very quickly, we've got enough time to tell you that uh, I've been driving for three years and my insurance is the same price as yours. So there you go. So I've been driving for three years. And my insurance is the same price as yours. Right. Yes. Well, that's probably why, actually. You might be a young driver. See, mine is because I'm in this business and because I've got a big car. That's the only reason. I mean, Johnny's is, is probably, you know, about £200 or something, is it? No, probably more than that. Three and a half hundred. You see, so mine, I think, is actually quite reasonable, even though I've been driving about 500 years longer than, uh, than he has. So, Sunday Mirror today. You now know it's Kerry Katona, the Crocodile Tears. I won't touch drugs again. We've heard it all before, I'm afraid. I'm not remotely interested, Kerry. I really couldn't care less. You know, every time you've got something to say, why don't you go to the post? Why don't you just do it? Coke will kill my Kerry. This is her mother, sold her story to one of the uh, the papers. Kerry, I'll die young. Well, it's your own problem, isn't it? Nobody's forced you to do this kind of stuff. Uh, they've got Jordan Fury at Lover's Romp in Woods. She's not happy at all. Well, nobody's happy with her, are they? Those dreadful, squeaky-clean, identical twins, John and Edward Grimes ghastly pair of nauseating people on the X Factor. Oh, awful. Uh, Lee says, a cookie is a small text file that's placed on your hard disk by a website. Often you actually ask to have it. For example, any time you sell, you tell a shopping site to remember your address or your login information, it's stored in a cookie on your hard disk. Some sites use temporary cookies that disappear when you close the browser to keep track of things like the items that have been added to your shopping cart. Wish I'd never asked. <laughs> it's a very good explanation, though. Thank you, Lee. And in fact, Gary says, do you want a job? 
There you go. Actually, I'll tell you, I see, I know all about Lee, because I met Lee ages ago uh, outside LBC when I walked out one morning. And I'll tell you, and, I'll t- and he'll, he'll remember this as well, because he was standing there and he <laughs> looked a bit dodgy, and it was pitch black in the early hours of the morning. And next door to where we used to be, there was a funeral director, remember? And, uh, and he was standing there, and he was waiting to go in and, and see them for some business. So, uh, always remember him. Always remember him. Nice person, nice person. So, we think the best explanation. Other sites, he says, use cookies to remember your preference as you navigate a site. See? So, you know, there's no underestimating the LBC audience. Very, very bright and very clever. I just don't always get it right when it comes to computers and, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, Johnny says, first day back in the cab. Going home after far too long without a job. Share my pain. I know it's tough. If you're a cab driver and you're only earning, like, five grand a week, it's tough, isn't it? It's not easy. Not easy. I've, I've struggled. I've struggled. But don't forget, you can go and support the, uh, the cab drivers up in uh, Covent Garden today. Uh, the people, as I say, it's Jordan and Katie. Uh, all the TV critics talk about X Factor. And then Simon moaning, going, oh, I don't do this anymore. And, of course, he does, because it's, it's done very well. And uh, Gareth Gates apparently, is, has been going to RADA to learn how to be actor. Because they all do it, don't they? It's very strange. But I did laugh at Big Brother. For those ten of you who might be watching Big Brother when they kicked out B on Friday, I missed that bit. I did have to go to YouTube to hear the booing because I was totally convinced that uh, she was one of the most hated people there. But also incredibly thick and incredibly manipulative. And it wasn't until Ulrico didn't look any different, considering she spent all this money on uh, cosmetic surgery, was sitting there. And she didn't like her either. So they thought, well, that, that's quite good. And, um, and they, they were sort of picking holes in her, saying, you know, do you realise why the people booed you? No, goes B, who's a bit dim at the best of times. And it turns out that um, everybody hated her. Everybody hated her. D says, having a birthday weekend. Went to Joe Allen Friday, lovely time. Oh, and joy of joys, I'm getting both a new microwave and a portable DVD. Fantastic. Actually, there's something nice, isn't there, about somebody's been paid this month. Because we apparently get paid on Tuesday. So I've been... Yes, don't put the food in the DVD player. Actually, I'd, I'd, I'm, sh- I'm not going to eat fish again, I think. I mean, I'd, I don't think it did me any good. I don't know what to have today. What should I have to... Well, I'll tell you the other thing I had the other day, which I quite liked. I bought um, knuckle of... What do they call it? No, is it lamb? Lamb... Pork, no, it's lamb knuckles or something. I don't know what they call it. But... It's lamb or pork. No, it's definitely not pork. I definitely think it's lamb. And it comes with vegetables and everything. And I had that, and that was quite nice. Perhaps I was ill on that. No, I can't have been, actually. Was I ill on No, I think I had that Friday. Was that Saturday? I can't remember what I've had, actually. I don't know even what day it is today. I think what I need to do, I need to go home and put up the Christmas tree, sing some Christmas carols on the way home, and that will cheer me up an awful lot. Because some people say Christmas, you know, puts you in a good mood. And also today, if you do something nice for somebody then it makes you feel good all day. Just, just, you know, just be nice to somebody. And it always works, I promise you. Uh, I'll love you and leave you. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning, usual time, about five o'clock. You know, if you can make it about that time, it'll be very good. Or failing that, if you go to lbc.co.uk, you can learn all about podcasting. It will change your life, I promise you. And also on the blog, there's all the information and Darren on the gadget page on LBC, OK? It's all on there. So enjoy that. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go down to Covent Garden later. Go visit the taxi drivers. Go and have a look at some vintage cabs. Just have a nice day out, and I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Oh, and don't forget, this evening, Ben Freeman again for In Conversation. Good lads. It's LBC. Kevin's with you after the news, which is next. Myself and uh, my husband were uh, driving into town.